This week on the Jockey Nerd Podcast, we review Netflix's smash hit from Korea, Squid Game. Plus, we geek out about all the news from this year's DC fandom event, including new trailers and first looks at the Batman, the Flash, the Aquaman and Shazam sequels, the Peacemaker HBO Max show, and a lot more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, October 18th, 2021. Hey, this is for the Jock and Nerd Podcast. This is Simon Rex, a.k.a. Dirt Nasty Baby. You know, I like to listen to the Jock and Nerd Podcast when I'm driving to work. Wait a minute, I don't have a job. So I like to listen to it when I'm driving to your mama's house. Ha <laughs> ha, you tired of boring podcast shows? These guys at Jock and the Nerd are the funniest, most entertaining nerds on earth. So check it out, baby dick. What's up, listener? Hello, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And joining us is the mastermind behind something called the Calamari Games. They call him the bottom (laughs) man. Uh, We call him Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? I wear, <laughs> I wear a mask, right? I'm wearing a mask right now. You're wearing a Doctor Doom mask, aren't you? I can yes, hear it. Yes, I'm wearing. I'm actually wearing MF Doom's I, mask. Oh, you wearing? Oh, rest in peace, yeah. MF Doom. R.I.P. Yeah, he's the. He's got that. That's like the Gladiator Doctor Doom hybrid mask. Absolutely, it's a very cool mask. Anyways, I'm. You know, I'm. I. I want some calamari appetizers before we start the show. Made me I hungry. actually had. A big piece of octopus not too long ago. Oh, like with the tentacles and the little like suction the cups? Like the entire arm. It was like about Whoa. a foot long. Like they served it like that. They just brought it. was like a giant piece Grilled? of octopus. And, and you like slice yeah. it? And then you, they didn't like garnish it or anything. It's just a white plate and the, arm the, on the it. big pink arm. <laughs> yeah. Pink purple arm. And I fucking ate the whole thing. But it was like really weird how they presented it. They didn't even try and hide it. It was like a fucking octopus the, arm. Is there like a side thing of ink to dip it in? To make no, it tasty? no, no, no. There wasn't. No, that's not how you eat octopus. I love octopus. I, I think there were some like lemons on the side. I don't mind octopus. Nobody beats my mom's calamar. That's for sure. Anyways, I, why are we talking about this? I'm getting hungry. Enough I am getting bullshit. pretty hungry. I know. Let's, let's get through this. <laughs> we got a lot of shit to talk about right now. Let's do it. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Oh, so tasty. Uh, I'm glad this show we, isn't a what-if review where you're going to narrate the entire episode to kill time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was nothing else going on. Like what Instead, I, you'll narrate an entire season of a Netflix series yes, later. And episode yes. one. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> This is not one of those shows. Trust me, I'm done with that shit. Anyways, this week, lots happened. We got a great review of an awesome Netflix show coming up. But first, of course, maybe, maybe not. You caught this live. DC had their virtual event, DC Fandom. Uh, virtu- did either of you catch it live? I watched some of the... I did actually watch it live uh, during oh, the morning. Heard. No, I was too busy scratching my balls to oh, watch that. Boy. Yes. <laughs> It takes a lot of time and concentration. You can't multitask. You could have done both. <laughs> oh, shit. You could have done both. I got to lift my nuts with one hand 
and then scratch the grundle with the other. Did, did you watch it live, Anthony? I might have turned it on for like 20 seconds and they just were sitting there talking about something. And then I was just went, I'm just going to wait for the trailers. Yeah. I mean, I got to be honest. If you didn't want to, you, I didn't really miss much. It was, I heard it was pretty lame. It was a lot of fluff in between. Like, I mean, it was nice fan stuff, like showing cosplay and fan drawings and shouting out fans. Huh. But a lot of fluffy pieces like that. And then a little bit of like, here's a teaser. Here's a first look. Here's, and of course, the, you know, they save the best for last, which we will talk about first, which is Matt Reeves, the Batman trailer. But the, uh, some of the things I don't think they released on the YouTube. So if you watched it live, you may have caught some stuff, but most of it is on the YouTubes now. So it was exactly like last year's with the virtual environment that looked cool that Jim Lee designed. I don't know. It was fine. This is fine. I just I just show me the teasers. So let's start with the headlining act first. The Batman trailer uh, got a nice, long, thick, girthy trailer here. Right. Mm. To uh, about almost three minutes long. Uh, and you get good looks at a lot of the cast. Remind everyone who is in the cast. You got Colin Farrell as Penguin. Uh, you lead with that. Okay. No, never mind. What did you think, Anthony? <laughs> no, no, I'm saying... The movie's Batman, and you went with Colin Farrell as Penguin to start <laughs> well, with. Well, everybody knows the Pattinson ah. uh, is the Batman. Uh, Zoe Kravitz, you get a good look at her as Catwoman. Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. Uh, and the Penguin, played by... Who's playing Penguin? Colin Farrell. There we go. You just Not, said no, it. No, Paul da- Dano. The Riddler. Oh, that's Riddler. the Riddler. Oh, my God, Imran. God, I'm fucking this all up. Anyways, Colin Farrell, completely unrecognizable, <laughs> first of all. Uh, you, a lot of people were surprised that they were like, that's fucking, that's Colin Farrell? No fucking way. The movie also has John Turturro as Carmine Falcone. But what'd you guys think of this? It's a different take on Batman. Andy Serkis as, as Alfred, we see him. That I find weird. Floppy yeah. job. Or Geek Boner. What do you guys think on this take so far? My biggest takeaway from this is I like the music. The music was pretty good. Like that new theme. Yeah, very orchestral. It's very repetitive, but it's kind of so it's all Batman themes, I guess. But yeah, I found that to be I'm like, oh, this is a new jam. It's pretty dramatic. And and it, it, this is it, it sounds like a bunch of different themes like kind of cobbled together. It's driving, though. It's got some, you know. Yeah, it's a good driving theme. OK, so you like the music. And I liked I liked the whole thing of when when the signal goes up, it's not a call. It's a warning. And I was okay. like, yeah, okay. that's fucking badass. And um. Yeah, I just thought I was fine. Yeah, I thought I was good. Like, you know, the when the penguin thinks he's got Batman and he blew him up, and all of a sudden you see the fucking Batmobile just come through the flames. That, that was, was pretty dope. badass. There's two amazing sequences, I thought, in this monochromatic trailer. It's very monochromatic. It's just like almost black and white, brown and white. But that scene where he comes through the fire and his fucking muscle car is badass, and then the hallway quick strobe machine gun fight where he's just walking into machine gun fire and taking him out, and it's flashing. Holy shit, that was fucking No dope. one shoots him in the open face. Yeah, you're shooting everywhere with this armor. What's the matter with you? The three feet from him. Like, no <laughs> one thinks to use the, the gun and shoot him in the jaw. <laughs> uh, Anthony, what do you think of Battinson here? We get to hear his voice. Uh, we see him as Batman and Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I, I watched this trailer a few times. I'm, Me too. I'm a big Batman fan. I'd say Batman even though he's been done to death on screen is my favorite comic book character of all time. Really grown to appreciate Batman, especially I think I grew, I grew to appreciate Batman more as an adult than as a kid. 
Um, so uh, yeah, I, I like Batman, and I think this trailer is really good. I think it's really awesome. I, I thought the first trailer was good. I think this trailer is really good. I think they're they're doing a year one type thing, um, maybe like a little bit after a year. And it seems like this version of Batman's very still very angry. You know, he says, "I'm vengeance." He's not necessarily out to really protect the innocent. He's more out to just beat up the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, he there's a line where he goes, "I don't really care what happens to me." Oh yeah. So you know, he's kind of like on this like death wish type thing. I wa- I watched some some analysis analysis videos, and it seems like. There's some sort of mystery being unraveled here with maybe Batman and his family and like some sort of corruption that was has been tied to, to Gotham that he's going to find out about. Um, so maybe this his arc is learning about how deep the corruption is and maybe switching from, you know, just being on a suicide mission, like a death wish. Yeah. To actually like protecting the innocent. Um, oh. But I liked. I mean, I re- I liked everything. I mean, you mentioned the colors. It's Dave, definitely David Fincher esque. Yeah, it looks like a seven, uh, Zodiac, you know, type. Even you know, like, even like the way Social Network was filmed, like in this brown, dark yeah, gray. Yeah, not a lot of color rain. in the trailer. And, but that's you know that's that seems very Batman esque. They did a really good. They did a really good job of making Batman seem badass and scary. Yeah, yeah. And the world around it looks, you know, interesting. I like. I like they didn't really show Paul Dano, but I like I like Paul Dano as a fucking great actor. Apparently, the Riddler um, worked at Starbucks because he leaves a little question mark. In there. Yeah, <laughs> so. we find out that he's the Riddler a, is a barista. He's a barista, <laughs> also. Yes, good skills with that there's, Riddler. There's, there's a lot to. I think there's a lot to like here. I really, I really do think this is a. I think they got a they got a really good movie, and I like uh, the director too. The guy that did Planet of the Apes yeah, is doing Matt this. Reeves. Matt Reeves is really good. I like Planet of the Apes. You know, Battenson gets. Robert Pattinson gets a lot of flack for being in the Twilight films, but if you watch any of his work post that, he's he's done a really good job. He's a really good actor. So um, I know he had, there was some stuff with maybe some criticisms of him as Batman and like the way he was. He didn't want to work out. Yeah, he didn't, yeah, didn't want to work out. I mean, there's a shot of him and he looks like his back's pretty flexed and good. So yeah, I mean, kind of rambling, but I, I really do like everything I saw. Zoe Kravitz looks great as uh, I think she'll be a great Catwoman. It does have kind of the long Halloween feel. I do like that it's like a younger Batman. Like, I don't think we've ever seen a Batman this young at this age. Even Michael Keaton seemed like he was in his late 20s, early 30s. You you, kind of got it in Batman Begins. Uh, Oh, yeah. He even seems younger than that, uh, than Christian Bale in Batman Begins. So I'm digging that. I, I don't know about the voice yet. There is one part of this trailer, I've watched it a few times, but this one part I had to watch over and over again. It's where he smacks his hand into the... Yeah, what is he saying there? I, d- I, I don't know. It sounded like... Wah, 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 wah. He's saying, <laughs> what have you done? After the fourth time, I could understand uh-huh. the fuck. I was like, what are you mumbling here? So I don't know about the voice, but he he's, the fight scenes are fucking great. It looks great. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess I got Geek Boner for this. Geek Boner! Coming out March 4th next year, 2022. He looks like he's pissed off. That's what I like. Who pissed off Batman? Yeah, I, I again really enjoyed it. I thought I'd be a little, you know, fatigued on Batman, but this still's good. It's very strange because, like, this was pitched a bunch of times to people as this is the detective movie. Yeah, where he's going to be a detective. Yeah, so there and it's going to be, be like seven, detecting. like, like you know, uh, putting together this criminal and you know the serial killer and this dark shit. 
But what we're getting in these trailers is like this angry Batman. So it kind of like, I don't know how they're going to like make marry those two things together. It's, it's a little weird. They but, did have one shot of him with like the writing on the floor and him trying to oh, figure yeah, out. Oh, yeah, and it says the sins of my father and other things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, you're right. They they aren't really leaning into the detective stuff in the I'm trailers. sure it will be there. It's gritty as fuck. It reminds me of, like, 70s movies a little bit. Like, you know, like the mm. R-rated, violent, noirish 70s. So I'm digging that. The other thing is what you said about being worn out by the Batman. The funny thing is, today at work, around the office, the around like mainstream just general people not nerds like us the consensus was there's another fucking batman movie <laughs> that's what everybody <laughs> was saying i was Haven't like we well, seen them all yeah i was like it's the the thing the same thing so they may have a hard time trying to you know dis- distinguish it's this. just they fucking inundated us with batman shit and they're doing like Gotham, and then they're doing this, yeah, and doing the Alfred family. Pennyworth, and fucking, we're getting. We still have Ben Affleck, Michael Keaton. We'll talk about that. As, there's just tons so of much. Batman around right now, and they're wearing it thin. So, like these movies should be events where you, and like they already did the Court of Owls, which I think is a fucking great story, and they already did it in the fucking Gotham. They ruined everything in Gotham, by the way. But like they could do Court uh, of Owls in this universe easily. Yeah, I, this would be perfect for this. Yeah, like there, you know, there actually, there actually is a lot of rumors that. The court owls in it will movie. be the corruption that he roots out eventually maybe well if he's looking into his father's past and the sins of the father it would be the court of yeah, owls the wings are like dirty the- like that would be great if he found out that his dad wasn't all he thought you know and it kind of sends him into a direction that could get you into some kubrickian shit like just yeah. like in the squid game with the masks and shit like yeah, that yeah yeah. Uh, I, I mean, Colin Farrell as like this gangster fat penguin with a scar. Like you can't even, you can't tell that's him. Why and is it looks that amazing. so impressive? To I just, you. it like, looks nothing like the makeup is amazing. Like it's I, great makeup, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I think they have a really good cast. I think they have a good director. I think part of what maybe some people, not me, but I, I could see the the viewpoint is. This was supposed to be at one point Ben Affleck's solo. Yeah, Batman a lot of people movie. still want that movie, and it was supposed to be him directing his own solo Batman movie. And I would have loved to see what that was. Too. That would have been great. And I think they were going to go with a Deathstroke thing in that, or maybe like an Arkham Asylum thing. Thing I, I forget what they were going for, but so I think with that in mind, I think this Batman story doesn't have as much hype because you know new again another new Batman yeah, yeah, and yeah, you know, yeah. all that stuff, but. From only judging from what I'm seeing, I think it's it looks very well made and, and an exciting story. All right, geek boners all around. They should give Ben Affleck like an HBO Max movie. Like, here, make a Batman movie for HBO Max or a series or something. See what happens. I'd love me some Batman. That's all. I just don't want him to make the same movie over and over again. Like, you know, we've done the Joker a bunch of times. We've, we've had a solo Joker movie. It's okay if he's in kind of in the purview or in a, an Arkham somewhere like waiting to be unleashed later on, but we can, there's so much other stuff we can get into. So this you know? looks fairly different from everything we've gotten. Would you guys agree? Or am I being too? No, lenient? it's not like, it's it's not like jar. It, it's kind of like in the wheelhouse of the begins films. It's just right. a little bit more gritty. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you took a little bit of like Batman one and you mixed it with, you know, and you kind of get this, it, yeah, I would agree with that. Like begins, if you actually watch begins again, you'll notice that they have this brownish tone okay. too, especially in the in the narrows. Okay, 
a lot of those scenes have this brown that brownish tone so it does kind of look like begins yeah. it kind of just seems a little more violent yeah yes like a little more a little more leaning towards well there's that scene where he's just pummeling the guy like that's great we don't get to see that from the Batman. well there's that i mean there's a lot of like great little shots like there's a shot of selena kyle you know zoe kravitz as as joker and she's watching him beat down some guy she's like horrified yes, how that's what he's pummeling he's the guy and they cut to her reaction how, how hard he's going yeah. on the guy yeah well, that Joker gang, I bet he beats the shit out of those white, the, those clowns in the subway. Well, it's, it looks like, you know, there's a couple, it looks like, you know, hopefully they're able to balance some of the, the storylines that it looks like they're setting up because you've got Batman. It's a lot. You've got potentially this mystery, maybe Court of Isles. You have Selena Kyle, who obviously is going to have her own agenda. You have the Riddler. You have Carmine Falcone, you apparently. Penguin. You have yeah. Penguin. So. Yeah. We'll see what they're how they're going to balance. You all think this is going to be like a continuing trilogy, or is this one and done? Mm. I think it's a. I think it's a trilogy. I think he's they're built. They're building a series. The, actually, the penguin may not be in the movie for a long, big part. Actually, what I heard. So, uh, yeah, no, I think he's building. Like uh, he could build a trilogy. Of this keep the story going. But again, we're getting a lot of Batman things as we will discuss. Listener, let us know what you thought of the Batman trailer. Join the conversation. Join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. It's closed, exclusive group, private, just for our listeners. We're all in there. We chop it up and geek out and tons of fun memes and, you know, the usual nerd stuff. Uh, okay, so that was the big thing that they showed at the very end of DC Fandom. Let's go back, uh, hit some of the other highlights. Uh, we got our first look at Black Adam given to us by Dwayne The Rock Johnson was there. The bell's about to rock. You had a long speech, uh, how he's been working. On, I mean, I think he was cast as this guy in like 2007, right? He's wanted to do this movie for so long. For a while, yeah, he's wanted to do uh, it. And they give us a, a sneak peek of a little scene where they come upon uh, him getting uh, zoomed down, and then he just fries a dude, and they shoot him, and he catches a bullet, and it all looks fantastic. What did you guys think? He's pretty big in this. Yeah, I think it's going to be cool. I think there's going to be other heroes in there. Is Hawkman going to be in this or something like yes, that? Is El- El- yes, Eldris Hodge is playing Hawkman. Dr. Fate with Pierce Bronson. Being, uh Adam Smasher? Noah Centino is Adam Smasher, yes. And then there's a female. I forget what her character is. Oh, Cyclone. And, uh, Cyclone. and then, oh, Sarah Shahi is playing Isis. Ooh. Also, so you got Isis in this and... Uh, is he a bad guy? It looks like a bad guy. He looks very, very intimidating. The suit looks cool. Ooh. Anthony, what'd you think? Yeah. Any other thoughts? Uh, I liked it. Obviously not as much as I like the Batman, but it's not, that's not a full trailer. Black Adam. I've read some stuff in the comics with him. Eventually, hopefully this guy crosses over with Shazam because they are kind of arch rivals yeah, come from in the, the same place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, curious to see why, uh, Curious to see like what they do with Black M. Like they're obviously going to make this guy kind of an anti-hero at some point. So I'm curious to see how that plays out. Hopefully these um and it looks like he's facing the Justice Society of America oh, with yeah, these characters. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. yeah, I mean so the clip looks good. And I don't really have much else to say. I mean, I think the thing <laughs> that's going to sell this is the Rock's passion. Like he says in the clip earlier, he's like I was born to play this role and he's wanted to be this guy for years. So hopefully he, that translates, and you just get this. Why do you think character. he is so drawn to, to I don't Black know. Adam? That's a good question. I'm not sure. Like why? He's not the first guy that I think of as when I hear see the Rock. But I mean, like, I could see it obviously, you know, now. But like, 
I just have no idea why the, this is Shazam's main bad guy. We're going to do a movie on that. Like, yeah, that's the one I want to do. Right. It just, was, I, just I seems mean, weird. They, people, they like, you like to play a villain, but it's kind of like, like you said, Anthony, anti-hero villain that can, uh, you don't know exactly what his motivation is. Maybe that's why he likes the layers. Maybe. Yeah. We should talk about Shazam because this is like the opposite side of the coin. There's this sequel that's coming out. That's going to explore Shazam's like background and mythology and everything. And that might be, that might be a good way to expand on black Adam as well. So it would be a good idea. Imran, to talk about, well, Shazam they, next. we got a Shazam, uh, first look trailer teaser, uh, that not a lot to go on. It's kind of like a behind the scenes featurette, but joining the cast in this one, you have bad, the bad guys, the villains will be Helen Mirren as Hespera and Lucy Liu as Calypso. Uh, and what did, what was even in this? what do you think about well, this? They, they went all over like Greek mythology and oh, all kinds right. of different mythology, the different suits backgrounds. Look great. I think the suits look amazing. They have upgraded suits. Yeah. yeah. So you're seeing that well, there's all these <laughs> mythical, actual Greek monsters from Greek mythology yes. that they're introducing into Shazam 2. Did you Fury watch the, the trailer? I did. I totally forgot. I'm, <laughs> Oh, I remember. He, well, not only not only is he, did he watch it, but every time you make a point, he's trying to get in what he's saying. I forgot all this. Get, okay, guys, go ahead. if you're doing the shot game, you get you guys should probably be drunk because <laughs> he is interrupted already a lot. Floppy Jack. <laughs> okay, go on, Who, Anthony. What do you think of the Shazam two first look? You know, it's a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, so you don't really you you get a somewhat. Of, it's not really like you can get a feel for how it is. In terms of like tone, because it's not cut the way the movie is, it's more like the cameras filming other people filming stuff. Um, but that being said, I liked Shazam a lot. I think Shazam is my one of my favorite, if not my most favorite DC. I think now they're calling themselves the Extended Multiverse. Oh, right. Okay, I think that's what they're okay. calling themselves now. But it's one of my my favorite movies, if not my favorite. So I do think this will be a lot of fun. Hopefully, my only thing is hopefully they don't like they have the kids grow up like he's not just like a big kid in, in the in the suit yeah yeah you know like hopefully he's, he's matured a little bit like i'd like to see a little bit of character growth there i don't know too much about shazam's villains outside of the villain we saw in the first film in black adam so you know these 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 women that are are they gods i don't know what, it, yeah, what they are they're gods got it uh, you still want him to be kind of a teenager, Billy Batson, right? I mean, that's kind of a little the bit. Charm yeah, that's kind of, of the, the appeal. Thing, yeah, just you know, not not exactly. I want him to be a little. He should be a little more grown up. I feel like that character has to evolve somewhat, you know, uh, from movie to movie. So I think that would be a smart thing to do. But when we look at this behind the scenes stuff, we we are seeing that they're going. They're not just putting Shazam in another situation whatever, like they did in the other movie, they're going back and they're actually expanding because now they're, they have the, 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 the whole family of heroes, yeah. the, the Marvel family or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that what they're calling them? I, I don't, know I don't think you can them call them Marvel because they want to call them Marvels. I don't know what they call them. Yeah, um, they were spo- I mean, they would be the Marvel family. But the original Marvel family. They cannot, you'll get sued. They can't call the Shazam them family. I think is that they just they call, call the Shazam family. Uh, I don't even yes. know what the fuck they're called. They call because the characters' name are like superhero Freddy, superhero Darla. I mean, what they—that's <laughs> what—that's what their characters' names are. So, Shazam. Uh, but the first movie was really a lot of fun and totally charming and surprisingly the Shazam charming. fam. So, and I like that they're going to be mythological creatures and more monsters, and uh, should be fun. That's coming out twenty twenty three. So a little bit of wait. 
on that one. And the other behind the scenes featurette we got was for Aquaman and and the Lost Kingdom. (laughs) And this, again, is really just them talking about the movie. A lot of behind the scenes. Uh, is that the James cartoon? Wong. No, uh, this HBO oh. Max cartoon. There, it's a musical. Rugs. They played a clip of it on DC Fandom, and I was like, "Oh, what is this? It's like this tongue-in-cheek. I don't like the style of animation. It looks like Thundercats Go. And yes, remember, that, remember that? Yes. It never, it never came out. Or if it came out, nobody gave a fuck enough to even watch it. That's the animation. It's so fucking miserable. And I, I got kicked off Twitter for that. Yeah. So <laughs> there's this HP. There's this Aquaman and the Legends Lost City of Atlantis animated thing on HBO Max. I, it's a oh, music. I it's there's songs in it. He's he's singing. Who's this for? He's is this singing? for the people who buy pop figures? This song, probably. <laughs> oh. He is singing a song about how he talks to fish in the clip. He's yeah, like, I, I talk it. to the fish. I saw that. I was like, wow. Okay, that's what they're doing. Anyways, what I liked in this Aquaman, I'm two, surprised you didn't like that, Imran. Yeah, you like all kinds yeah, of comedy yeah, stuff. Yeah, I just I couldn't get past the how it looked. No, we've hardened Imran over the years. Some of the stuff he, I have just a line. his dick. All right, um, <laughs> I have. You take a your shirt off, Anthony. <laughs> Talk about hard abs. Do get a good shot at uh, Black Manta, Yaya Abdul Mateen, in this Black Manta suit that looks fucking amazing. And uh, this is coming out, I don't know when, later. So, what thoughts on this behind the scenes featurette? And- I didn't see that. I had yeah. no idea. I have to go back and watch this stupid shit. Yeah, it's shit just now. them on set. It's- uh, yeah, the, the featurettes are always, yeah. you know, similar to the Shazam one. It's tough, tough to really get a tone, a, t- uh, a taste of what the tone is going to be and like how it's cut. It's the same director, similar to Shazam. It's the same exact director, James Wan. Yeah. Aquaman 1 was. Balls insane. Yeah. I, it wasn't my favorite movie ever, but I did appreciate how just insane like they were going he with went all for the it. visuals. Yeah. They definitely went yeah. for it. Seems like they're gonna go for it again. Black Manta will have a, a bigger role apparently. He's not so dead. spoilers. Not dead. Did any no, of us revisit dead. that film? You know, I have not watched it again. I. I think I no, may I have, have caught part of it when it was like running on HBO and I was like, wow, this movie's fun to look at and goofy or whatever, but I haven't sat down oh. and watched it. It's a goofy film. It's goofy. But uh, yeah, I want to see where they go with this. If they're going to go balls to the wall again, Ocean Master is back. Patrick Wilson. Mira is there. Amber Heard. So uh, everybody returning. So Momoa's got an updated costume. Also, you kind of see that. Okay, let's get to let's get to uh, an actual trailer uh, that is ama- that I loved, and it is for the Peacemaker HBO Max series. They put out a full trailer, and oh my god, this is right up my alley. I uh, I love the humor, the tone, <laughs> the violence, uh, the fact that he is like the butt of the jokes, and he's playing this like Forrest Gump type character almost. What the fuck? Uh, I'll talk about my favorite parts. What did you guys think of this? It made me laugh. I thought it was funny. I mean, I'm curious to check it out. So I'm not usually a comedy in my superhero type guy, unless it's like baked into what it is. And this seems to what, like, I don't know anything about, uh, you know, the peacemaker really neither. And this is like, I mean, I seen glimpses and stuff, but it's not like somebody close to my heart that I like follow. So, even if they are deviating from that stuff, I don't know enough to give a shit. So I'm cool with it. Right. You know, I'm cool with them making a joke out of the peacemaker. I'm cool with it. So I'll check it out. Um, I did laugh. I, the hugging the eagle thing. Oh my laugh. God. Hugging the eagle and then butt babies. <laughs> he's telling him that his brother told him that sometimes the baby comes out the butt. 
Oh, oh, oh my, that's lovely. That's great. I'm gonna fucking love this. And, yeah, I've never yeah. heard that term before. No, but that's babies. fucking hilarious. I wish I would have thought of that. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I enjoyed the trailer. Similar to rugs, peacemakers. The, the the reason this character is really anything is because of two people, James Gunn and John Cena. Yep. So they they've made a character into something that now we kind of have like an, a, a rough idea of who he is, right? He's this goody two-shoes, kind of tone-deaf, oblivious, uh, has no tact in terms of like how to act around people and like has very antiquated views on how things are, but also very rigid in terms of like, I'll do anything in the name of peace. I'll kill in the name of peace. Yeah, like he, we saw what he is, you know, he he will protect his country, you know, by any means necessary. Maybe this show kind of loosens him up a little bit. Um, but it did make me laugh, and I, I, I really enjoyed the character in, in The Suicide Squad. So this is one of those where I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely watch, and you, you got more of John Cena fighting in his underwear, too. Oh, my God, too, he's dancing is, around in his tighty-whities. Uh, you have yeah, tighty the whities. scene where he has, uh, uh, he's trying to get his dad's respect, played by Robert Patrick. So that's, oh, I was, was going to mention gonna that, be a that thing. Robert, Pat- Robert, uh, not Robert Pattinson, Robert Patrick, yeah is spot on casting just physically for John Cena's father. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. Oh yeah. I mean, look, yeah. look at that. they look, it looks like he, that'd be his. Yeah. <laughs> I, there's some, I have an observation yeah. though. Okay. So James Gunn's uh, girlfriend or wife or whatever. Yes. Jennifer is Holland in this, is in this as Amelia Hartcourt. Yes. It's clear that she's going to be the foil and this is going to prop her up. Like this is her big moment and, and James Gunn's going to give her plenty of room to shine. Sure. As they're gonna make her like the one that actually is the fucking hero behind the hero and does everything while he will fucking peacemaker fucks everything up. Well, you got Steve A.G. coming back as John, also will probably be more comedic relief. But even you know he he's making fun of Peacemaker the whole time. Right, Gun is. I mean, this is basically Gun's baby. From what I'm seeing, yeah. he's he's wrote all eight episodes. Yeah, and he's directed. And he's directing five. Yeah. Yeah, this, so James Gunn bringing us a TV show about Peacemaker. Fucking hey, there's also that there's a character of Vigilante. Adrian Chase is in there. You see? Uh, oh yeah, the Vigilante. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, like a goofy Vigilante. <laughs> well, he was at an era com- too. Well, he was an era. He's yeah. supposed to be like a a, a, a lawyer, right? It's, it's basically DC's answer to the Punisher. So when the Punisher came out, <laughs> all right, you know, like uh, he was a mob guy that all of his family got killed by the mob or whatever. He was a policeman. His family got killed by that. So he goes on a vendetta to kill the mob. Same exact story. DC fucking cloned it. Instead of being a, a cop, he was a DA. Right. And his family got killed by the mob. And so he put on a mask and, you know, did the Punisher thing. But so it's the same exact character. So in this one, he's a little goofy and like, yeah. but also wants to kill everybody. I, I mean, I love that line. He's like, we only kill innocent people unless we make a mistake. And uh, yeah. and also, there's a character <laughs> on, in here called Judo Master uh, that's going to be in all the episodes. So, just one quick thing back on the Batman because I know Rugboy asked. Yeah. Uh, they are planning to do a trilogy, and it says here doing they have two spinoffs already in terms of TV shows. Yeah, they have the Gotham yeah. PD or Gotham show. There's going to be another Gotham show, and then what's stop the, doing that. What's the other spinoff <laughs> show? Jesus, I don't know. Don't know. Catwoman, you could give Catwoman a show. Uh, dude, I can't wait. Also, to, also to note that the Batman, although DC technically everything is canon because they've already acknowledged that a multiverse exists, right? the Batman 
is it's in its own universe. It's not going to interact with these characters. Yeah, it's its own little pocket universe. Hmm. Because, I mean, you have two Commissioner Gordons. You have J.K. Simmons, who's going to be in the Batgirl movie as still Commissioner Gordon, and now Jeffrey Wright, who is the Watcher, who is in Westworld, who is also now Commissioner Gordon. Uh, he does a lot. Yeah. The Watcher is Commissioner Gordon. but He was also Basquiat. Oh, he was Basquiat in the in the in the Warhol movie. No, in the Basquiat. Oh, in the Basquiat movie. Oh, that was him, really young, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, unless I'm confusing him with somebody. If I am, oh sorry. boy. <laughs> Lame. Peacemaker streaming HBO Max January 13th. I cannot wait for this. It's I, it's gonna be great. Okay, let's move on to the last big uh, teaser we can uh, discuss, and it's for the Flash movie. Uh, and I will credit before we get to the teaser, I'm going to shout out Jason Dutch who posted in our Facebook group. He managed to grab a screenshot of Ezra Miller's outfit while he was introducing the flash trailer. And he basically said, we just finished shooting. We don't have a lot. We've cut together this teaser. Uh, and Jason Dutch commented, Ezra Miller declares he has no future in the fashion industry. Rugs, can you describe for the listener what Ezra Miller is wearing in this picture? I don't know what he's wearing from his waist down. Yeah, from the waist down. So up. that might even be even better. <laughs> but like, from what I can see in this photo, he has his hair parted in the middle, which is Correct. total Gen Gen Z. Yes. Um, uh, round John Lennon glasses. Yep. A choker. A choker necklace. Yeah, and then an open chested like a uh, shirt. Like it's basically it's a shirt with sleeves. It looks like, or is he sleeveless? I can't tell. Oh, those are sleeves. Big neck, but, though, yeah. But it's got an open neck that kind of you could see, like, his cleavage. Yeah. And then a jean vest, yes. denim vest over uh, that. Uh, yeah, lots of chest hair. Anthony, And what, a pin. And, yeah. Oh, there's a pin. Anthony, what would you rate this outfit on a rate one to ten? Uh, this looks like he works for... <laughs> What's those like makeup places? Fucking uh, Ulta, Sephora. Those, Sephora. Uh, yeah, it looks like he works for like Sephora, oh, but is like the mechanic that works for Sephora. <laughs> yes, I'm not sure what this look is. Uh, I mean, this outfit's terrible. No, this but. is just like this Lame. is like he looks like he's in Michael Jackson's bad video. He's like in the, he's in the background <laughs> he looks like as one, one of the, the gang dancers. members. Yes. Yeah, or in beat it or something. They're fierce, but they can dance. Yes, like you know, like. Oh, Ezra Miller. Oh, yeah. That, that, he <laughs> does look like he's the background of the Beat It or I, Bad yeah, Villains no. for sure. Yeah, definitely. Get, tie his hands to another guy and let them dance fight. <laughs> Do it. Yo, no, who's picking your clothes, Ezra I Miller? Don't, I just, yeah, I don't know what, what's going on there. The choker really the throws choker me off. The choker is, that's the piece de resistance. Like, oh, that's what? Choker. Okay, maybe there's that's a That's why leash. I'm dying to know I didn't see this part. I want to know what he's wearing on the bottom. No, is he wearing roller skates? They didn't show the bottom. It was just the top waist. Oh, it, it would be topped off if he was wearing roller skates. Yeah, yeah sure. he's wearing roller skates he's, and like, uh, he's slowly like rolling leggings uh, or like a leotard. Leg yeah, leg warmers he and roller just skates. Needs a headband also. Oh, he what could definitely be in the bad video. Yeah. You could definitely get it. He has wristbands on, sweat wristbands. I don't know. They didn't show the bottom. They just showed this. So thanks, Jason, for that. Would be a great meme to just put a bottom to this <laughs> with different <laughs> bottoms. He looks like Paul Bunyan if they like took Paul Bunyan out of the forest and great gave him like 
bottles of rosé to drink just for <laughs> days. It looks like the fucking the, the denim jacket is so big. The most like it's not its size. No, there, there's so many. There's, there's so many so things, things going wrong. on. With okay. That anyways, this. What did we think of? There's actually, despite that, a lot of. You know cool what we shit. need to do though. Yes. You you could you. Can I pull this Imran, off? If you uploaded a picture of yourself. Yeah. You in this trying outfit. to dress up, yeah. that we would have just as much to say. <laughs> oh, just Imran in a regular work like, day? Like, well, like, like in, in him trying to dress up for to, to go out to somewhere. Uh, like, hey, yeah, hey, Imran, oh. put on your outfit to go out tonight. Okay, it would be just if we, as if bad. You put no, up, if you uploaded right. your picture, you, we, we would have a lot more. We would have just as much to say about you. You are. I've seen you dress, 100%. and it's not good. Not funny. Does he look like correct? <laughs> Does he look like a real life SpongeBob? Like when he goes, <laughs> "This is going great." I mean, this this is. I mean. This is coming from the guy that said socks have no no utility whatsoever. <laughs> they're they're unnecessary. Yeah. So I still this is what we're that. dealing with here. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> it would probably be just as ridiculous, but uh, I would make would better be choices for you to be to, to make. I would make different uh, choices than this. No, I don't know if it would be better. They'd be different. No, it's not good. It's that good. I don't know. Even know like. I don't know who dresses like this. No, I don't know. I was going to ask, like, what's the I do, but who? like, you know, yeah, I'm I'm a crazy person. Yeah, the homeless people. I guess, I I guess if you were, if yes, if you were walking down in in, in New York, you would see this probably. Like, in yeah, this is like common around me. In yeah, Soho or some shit, like on Fashion Week, maybe. I don't know. But like yeah. every day, this is just what he wears every day. I don't know. Anyways, let's get to the fucking what they showed us. This is what you see at a Trader Joe's by me. Like yeah, you this just... he looks like the guy just got fired from Trader Joe's. Uh, yeah. the, the, we see we get a quick tease of the Flash movie. And, well, I'm just going to cut to the big moment. I mean, you get to see his suit, which has gold light uh, going through it. And it looks pretty sick, actually. I thought that looked cool. And you see the whole Allen household. Uh, but the big thing being at the end, you see, we know Michael Keaton's in this movie. I will go over the cast list right here. It's all right here. They didn't show us Michael Keaton. They just showed you the back of the Tim Burton cowl. But then there's a reaction shot. And in this shot is two Barry Allens and Sasha Kale as Supergirl. Geek boner. Okay. There's, did you notice there's two Barry Allens? Yes, I did notice. The Barry Allen in the back is wearing Andre Machete, like a few months ago, posted a photo from the set of this suit. And it was it was a Batman suit that was spray painted red and a yellow lightning bolt spray painted on the Batman insignia. That other Barry Allen is wearing that fucking suit. Oh, shit. The Batman. They suit. also show in the trailer them spray painting the boots that Batman wore in, in Tim Burton's Batman, oh, and putting the shit. logo of the Flash. On oh, it. that's right. He's got a little stencil. Uh comments, reactions. This give you geek boner or floppy chop. So I don't know. That's weird that he's wearing Batman's rubber suit. I running. think Michael Keaton's Batman trained that other Flash in that universe or something. He's Bat Flash. Yeah, he's Bat Flash. No, or something. I, so what I think. I got a lot of thoughts. Okay. Thoughts actually. Break it down. First off, I did. I actually like the trailer. We. It's unfortunate that they're going already to the Flashpoint storyline, which I love. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think the Flashpoint storyline's really fun, and there's a lot you could do with it. I like that they're doing bringing in you know Michael Keaton Batman. I like Ben Affleck's in this movie yep. too, for what it's worth. Yep. Um. So I like all the fun things they can do. The only thing is that Flashpoint storyline meant a lot because we've had years with that version of Barry Allen and. We've only seen really like one film with barely well, know this flash. We have two films. We don't know which one is canon yeah. to the which to what we're going to see on screen. 
with this version of Barry Allen. So it's a little different. We haven't grown to love Ezra Miller as Barry Allen yet. That being said, I, I enjoyed the trailer, uh, the teaser a lot. I think there's a lot of possibilities here. Uh, as far as the versions of Batman or the versions of Flash, I think Barry. So the the to re to first off to back up the Flashpoint storyline basically is Barry can travel back in time, so he travels back in time to save his mom from ever dying, and in doing so, he completely fucks up the entire timeline, and then has mm. to go back and, and stop it, him from saving his mom. Right, and he by doing that, like Thomas Wayne is now Batman. He doesn't have any powers. Aquaman, like Atlantis and, and Am- the Amazon are at war. Like half of Europe's underwater. Yeah, so. Bruce gets shot. Martha Wayne becomes the Joker. Correct. It's correct. So I don't know if they'll go all that out, but clearly he can travel back in time. He does something where he travels back in time. He maybe ends up in Tim Burton's universe, and I think he doesn't have any powers. Okay. And I think that's why he seeks out Bruce Wayne to help him get back the powers because that's what he does in the flashpoint he seeks out bruce wayne or in this case thomas wayne in that case thomas wayne to get his powers so is you think that's a berry from another from the future maybe not another universe Uh, no well i think so i think this might be spoilery oh okay well it's all speculation at this speculation but i think so one of the big revelations is reverse flash eboard thong manipulates barry into going back and saving his mom because he knows it's gonna fuck shit up right so, and in the comics, Ebord Thawne is from the future and likes to fuck around with the Flash and even gets plastic surgery to look like Barry Allen. So, oh, this all could be a ruse, and I think oh. that other oh, Flash shit. is from another universe, but it's actually just Ebord Thawne to mm. disguised as the Flash. It's the reverse Flash it's disguised reverse as Flash. the Flash. Oh, shit. Correct. Oh, shit. I think that is who is the villain of the movie. Oh, it's not the Green Goblin. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, that's, that's the other Spider-Man movie. I mean, that's movie. why I think that the irony, the funniest thing is Marvel beat them to this fucking multiverse bullshit so much earlier. It'd just be interesting to compare both of these because when Anthony was describing this, I'm like, it sounds like a lot like yes, if uh, that's what's, yeah. what's yeah. happening in Spider-Man. Yeah. Or yeah, that's what doing at Marvel. It's pretty similar. Yeah. And it, it, if you're not like really plugged into the comics or in the, into like you know the differences between Marvel and DC you're going to be like they're copying each other what's going on yeah. DC did it first Marvel, Marvel does it better Marvel <laughs> released it first Marvel released it first <laughs> rugs comment on this well uh my big takeaway I didn't do all of this kind of like investigation like Anthony did I just watched it and go oh Batman's in this <laughs> and that was it. that's basically my reaction I was like oh yeah, yeah. Michael Keaton yeah. let's do I mean, this it's, I mean, right from the beginning, they pull up. That's Wayne Manor from Tim oh, Burton's yeah, Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're playing oh, the Danny Elfman score. Yeah, when so he's he going to fire up the thing ahead. off the car, right? The Batmobile. Yep, right? that's oh, the Batmobile. That's at the end, right. When he fires yeah. up the cave, that's the same switch from Tim Burton's Batman. Oh, so shit, that's right. You hear Michael Keaton talking. Yes. It's like saying something along the lines of, like, you can save, you could go anywhere, you could be anywhere, but you're deciding to save. Yeah. You care about this universe. Like, why, basically? That was Michael Keaton. So you're going to see, you're clearly going to see, and. You might see there's a there's in the comics Reverse Flash kicks the shit out of Batman in one scene. Oh, that's and like, right. Basically, like Reverse, there's Reverse Flash and Batman, and Batman just has to hold off Reverse Flash for a minute, which doesn't seem very long. But when you're in it against Reverse Flash, that could be eternity. And there's a there's a shot in the trailer yeah. where you see Batman's collar yes. on the ground and blood dripping. Oh, oh my god! I was just looking at that now. I was like, is this Batman's cowl? And there's a yeah, there's a trail of blood. Shit, so I'm going to watch this oh, again this now. There's a lot of fantastic. rumors that Michael Keaton's going to get killed. Oh, in this movie. no. That's like, this is the end of his Batman. So 
Yeah, I mean, it. this movie's t- basically further, because the show already had Ezra Miller on there, yep. the, the Flash show. So they've already kind of established that there is a multiverse, but this this might just further enhance, like, hey, everything's canon. Like, everything you've ever watched from DC is canon. Even that fucking silly 66 Batman's canon. It's all canon. They, you know, they put Burt Ward, put chubby old Burt Ward in this, too. But it'll be very exciting to see Michael Keaton throw on the suit with his wrinkly ass face underneath so uh, according to the cast list you have ben affleck batman michael keaton ezra miller tamura morrison is will be in this as tom curry aqua aquaman's father ron livingston is playing henry allen kiersey clemens as iris yeah uh and sasha Kali as supergirl is also in this i don't know where they picked her up from what universe she's from yeah there's there's a lot of talk around that too because in the tim burton batman films they only they acknowledge Superman one time, but it's in the Schumacher films where he goes, oh. this is why Superman doesn't have a partner. Oh, that's right. When when Robin but came in. Yeah. From what I've read, this movie's only acknowledging the first two Batman films as canon. Okay. The Tim Burton Batman yes. films. Sorry. And the suit looks really cool. I like the, the gold The gold shit suit. looks amazing. Yeah. But you also have, you know, they're, they're dealing with the Snyder DCEU too, if you're putting in the, the Ben Affleck, right. but heavily well, the, Tim Burton, it seems. Yeah, and the, there's like we don't know where the Supergirl came from, right. so there's a lot of questions, but it does look it looks pretty exciting. I'm intrigued. Geek this will be out November fourth, twenty twenty two. So got a little over a year uh, for that one. Uh, before we move on, finish with some other quick headlines from DC Fandom listener. Visit our T Public Shop, Jockender.com/slash/shop, where you can get awesome swag, really niche podcast T-shirts that no one else will have. You'll be the only one. You'll be the envy of all your friends. Uh, hoodies. Let me, let me ask you guys something real quick yeah. about the Flash before you. Yeah. You're, we, we wrapped it up, but I want I have one question yeah. for both of you. Would you have cared about this film if it wasn't they didn't include Michael Keaton? The Batmans weren't in it. Yeah. Mm. Well, not the. It Batmans. would drop. It would drop off dramatically. My my interest. Yeah, not just the Batmans. Tim Burton's oh. uh, Batman. Well, it, it would have this. to be a different story, right? They wouldn't be doing Flashpoint. I mean, if Batfleck was in it, it would it, it would still help, but not as much as you know right. the nostalgic uh, send off that you know having the Keaton Burton Batman in there. Right. That, I mean, that's an iconic. It, is, it adds yeah. so much bonus points. Like that was such a smart move it was, to put him in. Like it, you got. 1970s Superman and you got 80s Batman yeah. and those things are just in the freaking the DNA of superhero movies, right? Those are the two ones yeah. that really like made them a household name. And then with that, they're, like they're the pillars, yeah, Spider-Man movies, yeah. was able to be the third one. And yep. then now, you know, we're off to the races. So, right, right. Cause I'd read, well, not originally. If they weren't able to get Michael Keaton uh-huh. Batman, they were going to get who played uh, Negan in Jeffrey Morgan. Well, Jeffrey Morgan. So if you remember, oh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Thomas Wayne is the Thomas Wayne in in the opening scene of Batman, Batman v Superman, and they would have just had him come back and be Thomas Wayne. Oh, well, would've I wouldn't went, give a shit about closer. that. Yeah, they would have just gone gone closer to the Flashpoint storyline. Yeah, yeah, but like nobody's gonna care about that as much as oh, fucking yeah. it's Michael, the Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yeah, it's yeah. just great because you have like uh you know Superman, which is like in, in the seventies, which is like all this happy and like optimistic, and then you have this Batman, which is so dark. And it just it just did the two extremes of that of that kind of movie making, 
and you have them in just two movies, the two mm-hmm. polar opposites. It's great. And anytime you throw on that Batman, even to this day, first off, it holds up. But secondly, the universe he created, yep, like yep. The, the artwork of the city and everything, like it's so unique. Like it doesn't look, look like anything. Yeah, it's yeah, very gothic. Super gothic. It's dark. And like it, it, the, the score from the opening credits just fucking pumps you up in that movie where it's flying through the bat symbol in the opening credits and you're just in. Oh, it's so good. I love the Prince music. I will always love the <laughs> Prince choice. music. I know. What a choice. But it worked. Remember Bat Dance and he was half Joker and half Batman and dancing around <laughs> all silly? That was the fucking 1989 was a great year. Uh, it's still good shit. And, and now they're going to, you know, they're going to make it canon. They're going to make it canon to this universe. That's amazing. It's about time. You think it's going to get... All the youngins to go watch the old Batman I, I yeah. receding hairline, Michael Keaton. Wa- I think people watch that still. Don't the kids watch that? I don't know. Ben Affleck is their Batman, isn't he? I don't know if he made much of an. I think Christian Bale. Oh, right, Bale. Sorry, I keep forgetting about Bale. Yeah. And now we'll see how Batson does. There's a lot of fucking Batman. There's a lot. Uh, yeah. Anyways, visit our shop dot, slash shop, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, look, here's some other quick headlines. I'm just going to run through them. Yell out comments if anything strikes you. Okay. Uh, other movie headlines, Wonder Woman 3 is in the works with Patty Jenkins right. and uh, Linda Carter will be returning as Asteria that we saw in, okay. the, in the post credit scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave us uh, a first look at concept art at the Blue Beetle movie where Miguel from Cobra Kai, Jolo Maridueña is playing Jaime Reyes, Blue Beetle. The suit looks pretty cool if you click that link. Uh, it's a it's like a rendered drawing, but yeah, so it looks like a video game. Yeah, it does look like a video game. So I don't know how realistic that's gonna look. I see Ted Cord in the back. Cord uh, Industries, yeah. yeah. So the Blue Beetle is coming, and uh, Batgirl movie concept art because uh, Leslie Grace is her name is playing Batgirl, and this is in the the Snyder universe, the main DCU timeline because J.K. Simmons will be. Uh, Gordon in this movie. That's a shitty piece of concept yeah, art. Yeah, they didn't really release. have much for the Batgirl. It's like the most blurry and nondescript thing you could show. It's just her like on the edge yeah, of the building. Yeah, yeah, you blew it, DC. Yeah, not one. much there. And uh, as far as video games, they had a new story trailer for the Suicide Squad. Kill that was actually Justice enjoyable. League. That was a good. That was a crazy story trailer. It looks like a fun game. Yeah, a uh, good version of the Suicide Squad, and then Gotham Knights—that game where you play as Robin or the Red Hood or Batgirl or uh, Nightwing. It just seems strange that you're doing Court of Owls they're without doing, Batman. You're doing Court of Owls without Batman in that Gotham Knights video game. They got a story trailer for that. To, on the TV side, new seasons—all these shows have been renewed. Batwoman surprisingly has been renewed. What the fuck? I thought it was canceled. I thought it was canceled. Supergirl ended. Batwoman, they're giving another season. The Flash is getting another season. Superman and Lois getting another season. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow and Stargirl is getting another season. And we talked about that Aquaman, King of Atlantis fucking cartoon show. Uh, But Harley Quinn also getting a season three, as well as Young Justice. Titans and Doom Patrol all renewed for new seasons. There's more Titans coming. And HBO Max. I've not caught up on that show. I'm behind like four episodes. I'm so apathetic to Titans. On this this new season. I don't even care. So 
the CW stuff will still be on CW, I'm assuming. Ye- and then the rest of the yes. stuff is HBO Max. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. And then some of the stuff ends up on HBO Max after airing on CW or who or I don't remember how it goes. But like Oh, Young Justice? Young Justice be? has a new season, a season four. They got a new story. I need to I haven't even watched season three. I did three. not watch season three either. I watched some of it and I I was but it wasn't enough. It was about these new characters and I didn't give a shit about them. So I was like, all right. Greg Wiseman. I'm, I'm out. You know, good yeah. storyteller. Uh, there is a show coming out called Batman the Cape Crusader. This is an animated show that's going to be on HBO Max from J.J. Abrams, Matt Reeves, and Bruce Tim. This is essentially a continuation of the 90s Batman animated series. It's going to continue this film noir look and feel, and it's just Batman and Gotham. There's no other heroes, no Justice League. Uh, and it's kind of set like in the 40s style. This sounds amazing. There's a behind the scenes clip. I can't wait to watch this. Oh, they, they didn't show you any artwork? Oh, no, they did. No, they referenced this one short uh, that was like kind of a black and white short that was part oh, of yeah, something else. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. With, and he has a very like noir inspired look. So they're the like long ears. Yes, yeah. The long Bernie Wrights in ears. Exactly. So they're like, it's going to look like this, but it is uh, in a spiritual successor to the 90s animated show with fucking Bruce Tim involved. So it's got to be good. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't really catch too much of it. No, yeah, but are you excited for them continuing the animated series from the nineties? You know, I don't remember offhand the nineties. Really, Bruce, I mean, I, I remember the, the watching the show. I don't remember the storyline. You should go back and watch some of like the the key episodes. It's still so fucking good. Batman sure the animated series, yeah, it's great. amazing. It's still so good because they use the Danny Elfman music, yeah. and it's the great style. Yeah, yeah, and and they continued that character in Justice League. Right. Yeah, and then he had a couple other Bruce Tim shit again. It's the best. Uh, the Joker's great. Harley Quinn is great yes. in that. Yeah, that's where Harley Quinn started too. Was uh, in that show. Um, other Ooh. animated features. There is uh, f- this Injustice movie coming out this week. Actually, tomorrow, oh, cool. October nineteenth oh. on Blu-ray and HD. I, I caught a little clip of of a Batman Superman scene. From yeah, what do you think of that? This looks kind of good. I might check this out. Oh, I want to check it out. Yeah, I mean, it looked you know. This is the storyline from the the video game basically right. made this popular yep. where Superman kills Joker in a rage because Joker killed Lois and uh and he becomes uh he becomes a tyrant super like yeah super fascist. Um the clip was you know it was good you know Batman obviously is like of the stance that we don't get to decide who lives and dies and and Superman's like basically so you're going to let like all these criminals go out and kill people yeah. and they don't have any consequences and how many of them have fucked up your life and Batman's like, you know, basically you kill one and that's how it starts and it leads you down a dark path and starts with their little, con- like Superman doesn't want, or Batman doesn't want to support Superman anymore, so. It's an interesting what if or Elseworlds yep, story. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the game's made it popular, turned into a series of comic books. The game made it popular. I mean, Zack Snyder wanted to do yep. yeah. basically that. Yep. That's, yeah, and then everybody wanted Evil Superman. Yeah. It was a whole just, thing. Yeah, created all the buzz. Yeah. Right? Evil that Superman. was the whole thing. But now we'll get to see. I mean, I kind of like this idea of he becomes this fascist dictator because he- I think you can't do Evil Superman until you show the not evil Superman. Correct. He, he didn't really get to do that. Correct. And he just stampeded in BBS to this kind of like ambiguous superman so he, yeah. he blew it doing this so watching this in in, in its own movie in, a, in an animated film where it all makes sense 
It should be that should be fun. Yeah, that'll be better where it's just like its own thing. Yeah, because we got a Superman whose father told him, you know what? Uh, maybe don't save people. Uh, maybe it's not your problem. Maybe That's strange. Maybe strange you should line. just mind your business, Dark Clark. Okay, Dad. Uh, Let me die in a tornado yes. for no apparent reason. <laughs> The, well, the the line there too is like the goes. Well, should I have let them just? What was I supposed to do? Let them die? And he goes, maybe. Oh He's my like, god! What? Oh my god! What kind of message are you sending? Pa let Kent? the kids die. Jesus Christ, John <laughs> Kent, whatever your name is. Right. Uh, Uncle Ben would not approve. No, Uncle Ben is very upset right now. Uh, other uh, animated movies: Green Lantern, Beware My Power movie coming out. This Battle of the Super Sons, where it's Superboy and Robin teaming up. And this Battle of the Super Sons will be DC's first fully CG animated movie. And Ooh. then they're doing this. There's a trailer for this movie called Catwoman Hunted. And it's very anime looking. Like, they must have got an anime house to animate this. But it looks cool. There's also a Superman and Lois cartoon they were working on. Also anime style. But it looked kind of good. It was, like, going to be the adventures of Lois and Jimmy or something. Um, so a lot of animated shit coming out. And then the last thing I wanted to mention, I thought was interesting. Jim Lee announced that the DC is changing Superman's motto. You guys know Superman's motto. That's been his motto for like 83 years now. What is it? Truth, justice in the American way. But correct. They, they did away with that a long time ago. Oh, they did. Did they? Well, now it, I feel like this is just a headline for PR. Oh, okay. Like, Cause he came trying virtue signal he, because yeah, They've been ever since Superman became a global icon. Like, I think even as far back as the 70s, you know, like somewhere in the 80s after the movies came out, they said, oh, well, now Superman's for the whole world. He's bigger than America. Absolutely. Yeah. So the new motto, as Jim Lee said, is truth, justice and a better tomorrow. And he says, quote, to better reflect the storylines that we are telling across D.C. and to honor Superman's incredible legacy of over 80 years of building a better world. Superman's motto is evolving. But I always, I agree. I always thought Superman is a, a hero for the world, not just. I mean, he has American values because he grew up thinking that he was a special human and then not really feeling, finding out according to like some of the shit that I've read of Superman. Like he doesn't realize his alien heritage until later on in his life. Correct. So, you know, your formative years are important. Like that, that creates who you are as a person. At least, you know, a lot of it. The basis of it is there. So he is an American in, in a lot of Clark respects. Clark is American. Clark Kent's American. Yeah, sure. Superman is for the world. Anthony, what do you think? Is this necessary or is this a good move? I mean, he is like a worldly thing. Like he's in the American way. Like, what does that really mean? Um, but then the other side of me is like, this is just another piece of us just tearing down our own. We're like, <laughs> we hate America yeah. so bad. Yeah. It's such a terrible place. We need to just get rid of anything that's associated with America. So. Uh, it's fashionable I, right now so i don't care i mean he is the <laughs> ultimate immigrant story you know coming but i mean to America. like the point is is this is not a real thing because we've done this they've done away with them the truth justice in the american way years ago i feel like yeah some, brandon routh's character wasn't saying that anymore. yeah there's actually yeah. a line in that movie where he's like does he still stand for truth justice and all that other stuff perry white says right yeah uh the phrase started in the adventures of superman radio series from 1940s so, when the world was a lot smaller. Yeah, where we were in the a market war. And was, was just war. America. And America won the war and shit, you know. It wasn't a global market yet. Correct. There were isolationist like countries. So, again, Superman for the world. 
it's for everyone. That's good. That's all the DC fandom news I thought was interesting. Uh, listener, there's more. Check out links on the internet. There's more shit they announced. But right now, we're going to take a break, uh, play some promos, and come back and talk about that show about calamari. It's Ooh. yummy right after this. After these messages, we'll be What's up, Jock and Nerd Nation? This is Logan at Mostly Superheroes, a podcast that was partly inspired by the Jock and Nerd podcast. We talk about a lot of the same stuff, MCU, DC heavy, with other content that comes out of HBO Max, Amazon Prime, Netflix, and more. We're committing to doing something new every day in 2021, so come join the fun, check out the schedule. Find us at MostlySuperheroes.com and enjoy the rest of the show. Hello, Gerald from Two Peas on a Podcast here. So you're listening to a podcast that you love right now. Chances are I love it too. In the independent podcast community, we all support each other, which is why you're currently hearing this promo. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about my show in the hopes that maybe you'll check it out. I welcome a different co-host each week, usually other podcasters, friends of mine, or random folks from the entertainment industry. Together, we count down our top five favorite things for whatever that week's topic is. It's often centered around music, movies, TV, and pop culture. We have over 250 episodes spanning nearly five years of programming, so there's bound to be something on our feed that's just for you. We release new episodes of Two Peas every Wednesday. For links to all of our content and to subscribe via your favorite podcast app, just go to our website. It's www.twopeasonapod.com. We can't wait to welcome you to the party. Listener, if you enjoy the show, join our awesome fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! And you can support the show <laughs> on a monthly, yearly basis, and you get cool shit like an exclusive RSS feed where the shows come out early. There's bonus content. For example, the movie Dune is coming out this week on HBO Max and in theaters uh, October 21st. We will be reviewing it next week. There will be instant reactions from myself and Rugboy, but you could already... Here is Anthony's instant reactions to Dune. The fuck? How did this happen? You took advantage of that early screening, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, you, you talked about it on the show. I'm yeah. sure many people couldn't take advantage of it because they don't live here. Or they just skip that part because it's you talking and whatever. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, that's right. But, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we luckily, I don't know how what Warner Brothers reached out they to us. They just emailed me and they're like, yeah. you want a thing for your listeners? I was like, sure. And they're like, yeah, sweet, yeah. here's a page. They set yeah, it up and everything. So then, you know, I took advantage of it. It was it was actually really cool. Um, it's the second ever screening I've been to, like an advanced screening. Um, much more very well. I wouldn't say it was super organized, but we got there. I thought I was going to have to sit in line like me and you did for Winter Soldier. Yeah, you got to get so, there two hours early and wait and shit. Yeah, but this time we got me and my friend got there, and we were the first ones there. And they they scanned our pass and gave us two tickets. Um, and then nice. they were like, just come back before seven. That's all you have to do. Thanks, COVID. Thank, you can thank COVID for that, probably. They want people to fucking well, bunch it up. And... There were people in line later, oh, okay. and they did say that more people reserved than they had anticipated because they had originally planned for it to be like the perfect like amount of reservations, but then they said a lot of press had requested tickets. Oh, so oh, there was like critics and reviewers and yeah, shit Yeah, there were like oh. critics and actual reviewers cool. other than me. Yeah. And the, the only thing that sucked is because we were not like a, like a media the media got like the best seats. Sure. So we got me and my friend got 
the second row. Oh no! So we were literally looking at the, the screen like freaking like I couldn't like screen was so big like my periphery couldn't catch everything. Oh, and I'm no. like, looking straight up at it. How's your neck, dude? Oh, those are the worst seats yeah. you can get. Well, it was Damn. either like they were like either you can do do the middle or you can do the aisle. Second row. I'm like, well, I guess we'll just do the middle. Yeah. So that was the only thing that kind of sucked. You just gotta slouch down a little in the seat. No previews, so. by the way. They don't okay. show any previews at these screenings, huh. and they literally go. They announce out. Put your phones away. Turn off your cell phones. If you have to use your cell phone, Please step leave outside. the theater. Yeah, if we see that light on your on your face at all, at all, we'll kick you out of the theater. Oh shit! They're not fucking around. Yeah, and they had and, and they literally had like guys and like women in suits like at like posted around like each of the. Oh my like, god! It was like a around. serious. Oh, I want to go to that theater for every movie. Uh, no, it's probably just for this. <laughs> I think it was just for the screening. screening. I think it was just oh. for the screening and. It seemed like they had rented out the theater from that time because there were, I didn't see anyone else going to any other movies, which was kind of strange. Oh, interesting. Well, look, listener, if you want to know what Anthony thought of the movie, you're not going to find out right now. You either sign up for the Patreon, listen to his instant reaction, or you join us next week. I can't wait to watch this on my home theater at home. Well, the reviews are really good, and it, it actually, if, if I'm going to put on my Roman Polanski hat, I keep oh, saying no. Roman Polanski, oh, even though that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, it is an Oscar... I think it is going to get some Oscar love. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't reflect what I thought of the movie, which we'll get to next week. We'll find out next week. Uh, the other fun stuff uh, when you join our Patreon fan club is you get access to our Discord server where we're doing monthly hangouts. And this month, October's hangout is this week, Thursday, October 21st. I'll be there. Oh, shit. Oh, oh shit. wow. But all three of us are going to be there. This is a momentous occasion. It's rare. So if no one else is there, we, it'll be us three just bullshitting. If you've already signed up for the Patreon, join us. You're invited. <laughs> if you haven't, sign up. $5 a month and above gets you into the server. Uh, and if you missed that one, uh, the next one, now November's will be Thursday, November 18th. But it'll be fun. We can talk about all the teaser trailers from DC fandom and speculate about the Flash and the Batman more. It's a good time. Come join us, jockinner.com slash Patreon. Okay, let's get to the review of the show that I'm dying to talk about. Of course, Netflix's Squid Game first season. Here are your spoilers. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. time. This thing came out quietly September 17th, 2021. And again, I got to credit Jose Ibarra in our last monthly Discord hangout for turning me on. He's like, have you seen Squid Game? And that was it. That's all I needed, and I'm glad he did. Here's the crazy thing. Netflix never gives out numbers, but they did for this. This has been huge for Netflix, and they are bragging about this every second they can get. So according to Netflix's metric, which is called Adjusted View Share, which uses both the raw figure of total viewership and the estimated value of those viewers, a number based on when viewers signed up and how often they use the service, Netflix said Squid Game reached 132 million viewers in 23 days. It was number one in 90 countries. Oh, shit. Fucking global huge phenomenon. And not only that, what is that estimated value? They give that number two. Netflix believes the series will generate an estimated $891 million in value for the company. So and wow. they paid about twenty one million dollars for the show, 
and they're telling Bloomberg we're going to make 900 fucking million. Now, was Squid Game made for Netflix or was it just made in general and sold to Netflix? They, Do you know I that? I think uh, they bought it. It's uh, he, So the story of this is this guy had this idea in 2008 and nobody wanted it. He shopped it around. Everybody thought it was too crazy, too graphic, too violent, whatever. Uh, and Netflix did approach them because what this is, is if you don't know, it's a Korean drama and what they call a K South Korea from South Korea, a K drama known as K drama. You got K pop, you got K dramas. The show was originally called round six, but Netflix, which has other international shows like your Narcos Mexico, foreign language shows, huge. They were looking for a big show. They wanted something. They wanted something to be like a foreign stranger things, like something that's that huge that's not made in America. Uh, and they found by created by Huang Dong Hyuk is the creator. They found him, and uh, yeah, I think they they let offered. Me, let him me give money. a little bit more, a uh, little bit more insight yeah. on it. So around 2008, he was trying to make this a movie. Oh right, um, and he was inspired by Japanese survival manga books such as. Battle Royale. Whoa. We'll talk uh, about that. Liar later. Game and Gambling Apocalypse Kaiji. And uh, he, so he wanted to make this script, but a lot of the Korean production groups were basically telling him this movie is too violent and unrealistic. And then in 2010, Netflix was seeing a lot of growth outside of North America and they started investing in a lot of stuff outside of North America, including yep. Korea. And uh, 2018 is when they kind of discovered this project. And you know, so to answer Ruggs' question, I think they did. It was made with Netflix in mind. Oh, so they it never was out in Korea, no, and then no, yeah, so it only premiered on Netflix, yeah. and that was it. Yeah, yep. it was it was as a result of Netflix. That's huge for Netflix yeah. because they financed it. They 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 picked a winner. Yep. Yeah, well, you know, and they, and, and they and want exclusive a, to them, and they want to invest in these like projects outside. I think I think that's going to be one of their differentiators against like an HBO Max is they're going to have international appeal to these like these things are going to be in different you know like what because they're, they're losing all their ip right so they have to create new ip or find ip or appeal to different crowds and they can point to something like this and go we had something that was made in south korea and the world was watching this it's weird because like netflix has literally tons of shit on it and i've never and i haven't watched a lot of it because there's just so much, so much. to watch really so um, this one I was going to avoid. Really? Because it seemed too much like Battle Royale and, or, and Hunger Games and shit that I've already seen. And so I was like shitting on it when it first came out. I'm like, this is just a Battle Royale clone. Well, Anthony, give us uh, the basic plot of this nine episode uh, series. What happens? Yeah, I will. I just want to also say the reason I watch this. Yeah. I, even though that's not really a question that Ruggs has asked, I think it's important. I was also like whatever on it and even though you talked about it i was like eh, imran watches everything <laughs> fuck that guy but just it just felt like the buzz had gotten so big on this and i yeah. don't know how it happened because literally all my friends were starting to watch it until asking me if i'd seen it that i was like well i now i feel it was like if i don't watch this i'm not part of the mainstream conversation and i have a podcast about watching well and this like is this. how you know it's hit this past weekend on saturday night live they did a snl spoof about squid game it was actually kind of funny 
It's Pete Davidson, Rami Malek singing like a country song about mm-hmm. how they're broke and they have no money. And he goes, that's why I play the squid game. <laughs> and they're in the squid game and they're singing this country girl song about the squid game. It's fucking hilarious. So, that's good. Yeah. The last good time day. I felt like this about a Netflix thing was Queen's Gambit. Yeah, Queen's Gambit. I mean, Stranger Things does this, you know, when it comes out. Something uh, new, though. Like, yeah. Stranger Things has obviously been, been around, while. but when yeah. it first came out. Oh, but, sure. You know, that where I was like, everyone is talking about this series, and now I guess I have to watch it. Yeah, I knew. I The minute I watched it, I was like, oh, shit, Ed, this is going to be at the big water cooler show right Ed, now. This show surprised me because, I, as I said, I already had my preconceived notions about it. And I, they weren't wrong, by the way. Uh, I was right, but it's so much more than what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that I, I watched it. And it's just, I, I, I mean, it's more than, I'm glad that it's gotten all this popularity and it's worth talking about. And, and I'm glad it's so. opened up the door to people checking out like the K dramas. There's probably tons of other great shit that uh, that's out there that we haven't discovered. And probably a lot of shit that, will now get financed and made from other countries. Well, everybody's with, looking yeah. for Korean dramas now to throw money at. Well, not only a Korean drama, I'm just saying like people are now maybe a little bit more open to seeing things in in other languages from creators from other countries. So, well, the beauty of this is that it is Korean, but it's also very universal, you know, so it works across all borders. Yeah, so the plot summary just real quick I, the names are gonna are gonna give me a hard well, time. I, yeah, I got them down here, so you uh, can let, refer let me just to the look notes. at it. So there's a um a, a, a maybe like a forty year old guy who's a, a gambling addict. He's lost all his money. He's got kind of a delinquent dad. He lugs his daughter. His daughter loves him, but he's not really around for her because he's just delinquent. And he every time he has money, he spends it on gambling and um and has sharks. His wife remarried. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's just he's he's really in the hole really in the hole with a lot of things in his life. And he comes upon this man in a subway that basically offers him a game to play and make some money. So they have a little fun. They play the game. He gets slapped around a little bit. He makes some money and he enjoys that so much that the guy's like, you're basically a perfect candidate for this game called the squid game where you, you can come in and you can make like millions of, of one, which would be million millions of dollars. Yeah. And, Little do they know that they've been basically this this cabal has been preying on people like uh, Seung Gi Hun, uh, who's in down on his luck, um, and finding people that are down on their luck and taking them to this game, which is these kid games that they're playing and they're all competing against each other. But the consequences are extremely deadly, and it's a uh, it's a kind of like a, a, a an examination of like classes and capitalism uh, cap yeah and capitalism and kind of like what you would do if you were in this type of situation type yeah. thing so yeah i guess it's similar to a hunger games or a battle royale uh candidly i actually haven't eat, seen any of those things so for me this was a little bit more of a unique experience I, you know the timing of this is amazing because when he first conceived this in 2008 it, you know you just had the big financial crash and people in Korea where where there was a lot of poverty and everybody's wages fell. So it was appropriate then. But then to do it now where your people are still kind of in the same situation after a pandemic, after four years of Trump, after the global economy taking a shit again, uh, it's still very much relevant, you know, over 10 years later, which is wild. 
How do we want to talk about this? There's so many things from the games to the characters to their relationships. Well, the whole genesis of this show is, is, is it's a death game, right? Survival and, death game. And, um, you know, the, we've had these in like in the Roman Empire gladiatorial death games. Everybody in the whole entire of Rome would go and, and watch people kill each other, you know, and bet on them and whatever. And then you have obviously like later in, 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 in cinema, when it became favorable to have violence in movies, because, you know, in early cinema, they really didn't. Um, you know, they had like Death Race and that was a oh, B right, movie. Right. And you had The Running Man and you had all these other kind of like televised gladiatorial things. Now, this takes spins it on its head a little bit. And, and with the help of um, of Battle Royale, Battle Royale was about overpopulation. They take kids, put them on an island and make them kill each other. Yeah. Um, and uh, and if they don't, they explode. Um, so a lot of that's in this as well. But the twist is, is that they're playing these kid games. Yeah. And you have um, some uh, like kind of like a something that reveals itself through the game. There, there, there are things that reveal themselves. There's like kind of like mystery. There's a little bit of that. So there's a little bit of there's a there's violence for people. There's this kind of twisted kid game thing. There's this class thing. And there's this like the being a degenerate gambler. And what does that mean? And humanity. And where do you draw the line when you have a, your a group of desperate people, some who are gangsters, some who are just seriously in debt. Uh, there's a North Korean defector character, which I thought was also interesting. She's hot. Um, <laughs> and a brown guy There's a Pakistani. Well, she's guy. a model. Right? She's a model. So, yeah, yeah, she was on hot. like uh uh, modeling show prior but um the one of the things too is like all these guys like there's different motivations but like some of these guys are coming into the show and they have like very pure intent to like doing this scheme right like they're yeah. trying some like the north the korean girl is trying to you know get her family out of north right, korea the, right. the the urdu pakistani guy trying is trying to help his family, help his family. Yeah. like you know there's there's things going on here so there's a lot at play I'll start off by saying I I freaking loved the show. Um, <laughs> I was hooked. I mean, I, I I haven't been that hooked into a show since like WandaVision. The first episode is amazing, and you're just like, holy yeah, shit! Yeah, the first episode. I mean, I think what for me really does it is I just really enjoyed the characters, yeah, and yeah. I liked I liked kind of the unraveling of the plot. But I, it, it starts for me with the characters, and I think like Seung Gihan, the main character, Gihan, I think he's right? a very likable yep. character. Um, Cho Sangwo is a very like complicated character. Sangwo is a great character, a guy who's trying to hide, you know, the fact that he's not as successful as everybody keeps thinks he is. As the, well, yeah, the and he kind of re- he, he re- kind of reveals himself as like one of the more diabolical oh, people. He turns into a fucking murderer by the end. Yeah, you know, and and you know the list goes like I I enjoyed the North Korean girl Sai Byuk. Sai Byuk, um, yeah. Jung Ho as a police officer, I like I kind of liked his little thing in there. I I loved. The old man, Oil Nam. Yes, I loved his character and number one. I loved his character, and then you know, and the, the twist. twist at the we'll end. get to the twist. The so gangster. What just, about the gangster think, guy, Diok Su, and the really annoying lady? She, they the, were all. I mean, they were. They were. He had a face you would want to punch, and I she know. was super annoying. She was and so annoying. I was like, oh, somebody shut this woman up. Oh my god. So yeah, I mean, I think for me, it starts with the characters, and I, I really did enjoy the watching the. Characters. Isn't it amazing how much character depth you get so quickly and so like subtly in these amazing moments? Like it, uh, the second episode, you know, it's wild because the first episode hooks you in, takes you to the game. 
uh, red light, green light. Half of the fucking people are dead right off the bat. And then the second episode. Well, they're all intertwined already from the get. Yes. Like, like uh, Ji Hung bump bangs into whatever her name is, the, the, the thief. Right. And she's hooked up with the other gangster guy that's in this as well. And he knows Sang Woo. He's buddies with Sang Woo. Yeah. So and then, yeah, he grew up with the other guy. Yeah. So there's already these. And that's what the thing about Battle Royale is these people who kind of know each other already yeah. mm-hmm. and they kind of have a history. So that that ties in here and it works really well because you, you establish characters and the pecking order and all that stuff that even before they get into the game. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there's already a lot of that established, which is really smart of them. And to I do. love the pacing, the break. Really, the second episode is where you get the story like they hook you in with the first one with a shocking game and then the second one is really all story and the voting sequence was amazing what i loved about this show is how unpredictable it was i thought i knew how those three characters were going to vote when they were voting on the game and all of them voted the other way and it completely i was like oh fuck this show is great i cannot predict what the fuck is happening well that was a good moment too because you know you you think okay like it's the the premise is all right you know they're stuck in the game yeah but then they give them the out and they all jump out but then you see how shitty their life really is outside of it. And they're all like, fuck it. We got nothing to lose. Like, we need this money. And they all come back. Yeah. And the ones who come back are the ones that really want to play, you know. So it's a great way to thin out the fucking uh, competition. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the set design, the, the practical, like, largely practical effects. Some blue screen, but not a lot of CGI. I love that. The MC Escher inspired staircase and the bright pinks and greens. Uh, and the warehouse setting was great. That for me was when it went when it went to another place. Like, okay, we've seen this kind of like death game thing before. We've seen characters interact, but when it got to the point of like just direction, placing of the camera, very Kubrickian, yeah. and, and, mm-hmm. and it's and it's like uh, balance and asymmetry and all that other stuff that was going on in in, in setting up these shots. Uh, the color relationships where you have green and red, yep. which are opposites on the color yep. wheel. Yep. And they're always at op- op- opposition with each other. You have all of these things that are play- these shapes, mm. even the shapes on the masks, uh, the the amount of c- the complexity of the shape is how high you there's are on the pecking order. Yes, of yes. the workers. So there's like a there's a shape yep, hierarchy. Yep. There's so many things at play. The numbers that are oh, on the uniforms, yeah. the coffins that have a big pink bow on it is fucking dark. And that and that's that's like foreshadowed in the gift that he yes. gives his daughter with the gun in it. That so it is. They thought about every single thing that went in on this. So. There is a lot of craftsmanship to it that is is pretty obvious in a lot of ways, but there's some of it that's so subtle that you pick up on it later if you watch it a second time. We'll get into there is, yeah, a second time you pick up a lot more. There are clues about the old man's identity throughout the whole series, and it's right there, and there's, we'll get into the Easter eggs. Let's, well, yeah. let, me, let, me, let me just comment, too, real quick. I, I think the colors, for sure, like the way it's set, you know, it's designed in kind of like a very childlike mm-hmm. fun you know the the pinks and the greens and the color like you mentioned the shapes and and the colors of like just how everything's lit it, it makes it very you know this and they're playing child games so yeah. it's like very childlike yeah. but then there's this like creepy undertone to it like it's almost too 
It's like too perfect. I love that the fact they were like in a room, but that the, there was no roof, so you could see the real sky. But then they had painted wall skies right. and shit, and it was just wild. But it's very playground, you know, like a daycare. Also, yeah, it's like a giant daycare, yeah. but then it's like this diabolical thing. Yes, where it's like turns into an eyes wide shut situation. You're like, right. oh fuck, these fucking and VIPs. You notice the the, the whole uh, thing of faceting, right? The facets. So like the mask of like the front man has a lot of facets, yeah, but then yeah. when the VIPs come in, all of their masks are even more yeah, faceted. Glass, yeah. And then when you see that owl mask, oh yeah, it's super complicated. It's beyond. So it's like the the masks get more complex as they the hierarchy. Wow. So there's so the much set design is amazing. It. Yes, the yeah. detail. Let's go through the games and talk about what your reaction was and how good you would do in each of <laughs> these games because. The whole time, this show makes you think, "Holy fuck, what would I do? I would be Absolutely. dead." That's the uh, that's the one of the biggest appeals for me. Of it's the show. so great, but it also makes you think about what would the characters do because you're given so much character information, you're invested in each of them and what moves they make. So, first episode, red light, green light. It starts with a universal game. You know, they tease the Squid Game in the very beginning. It's apparent this is a very Korean game, and we see it at the end. But then the first game is a great universal. Who hasn't played Red Light, Green Light, basically? But this time you have a killer fucking scary robot doll. His head is spinning and just machine guns mowing people down. And you have to stand still. And the fucking brown guy caught ji Yun, which was amazing. Uh, and uh, Great little bit of character development there, though. You learn immediately about you learn immediately that, OK, he's just not a brown guy. Like right. this is this is this guy actually has a like. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's, he, yeah. He saves the guy in front of him yeah. in the midst of the game. Didn't have to do that. This is the every man. He's for missing himself. fingers, isn't he? He's is missing a finger. Oh, he's yeah. missing a finger. That's right. Uh, so and so that apparently that doll is from like some museum they have. The first time you watch this, you're like, holy shit! The fact that people run back to the door and just get mowed down, and then if you don't make it across the line in time, you're just dead anyways. Uh, and again, here's the first clues of the old man. He's right up front, smiling, running ahead, having well, a great time. He's number one. He's number he one. He's number too. one. Also, if you notice, when they scan him, this is one of the Easter eggs. The robot wasn't really scanning him in green. Everybody else had a, a solid, a brighter green outline. Mm. He was not. It's like it was programmed not to even pay attention to him. He, what I liked about that game, though, is he had that silly grin on his face. Yeah. And I'm like. This guy is fucking amazing. Because we think he has a tumor. He's got nothing to lose. He's going to die. He, he does have a tumor. He, does, he, does he did have, have the tumor. Yeah. yeah. He's not a tumor. Yeah. But he was so great. Just that and, fucking Instead, instead of going face. game by game, because that might take a while, yeah. let's just talk about like what our favorite games were. Okay. Okay. What was your favorite game, Anthony? I mean, I wouldn't say it was my favorite, but the episode where they have to pair up. The marbles episode. The marbles. Because oh. like, you just learned that like. The prior episode was tug of war and they had to be on a good team. That was great. Yes. But then you do the Marvel's episode. And for me, I think that episode, I'm, I'm not like overhyping this. I think it's one of the best episodes you'll ever see. That's my favorite episode of the whole thing. This is the red wedding game of Thrones moment of this fucking show. Uh, this is like everyone's heartbreak episode. Like I, I, I didn't think it was, I, I didn't love it as much as Anthony did. I, loved it. I, I love it that good. episode. I, I think that they did some brilliant things in there. Like uh, the old man, like he sat down and he played this game. Like he knew that if he sat down and no one picked he him, could, he would he could get, get a free ride. Yeah, he could get out. Right. 
So he just waited and waited and waited until the guy that he wanted to pick him picked yeah. him. So and just imagine the setup, right? Like you said, Anthony, last game you want to you want to team up with the strongest people. Now they're like everyone pair up. So the husband's gonna pick his wife. You're gonna yeah, pick your friend, and then you find out only one of you is fucking making out of oh, this. Shit. I was like, oh son of a bitch! And then how everybody played that game differently with different yeah. strategy based on the relationship between the two people. The two girls were like. Why do we got? Let's just wait until the end and run the time out. Why do we got to play it? Well, the like the, some of the so I, I wanted to touch on that. Like, there's so much you find about about every character. Yeah. Like, the criminals are funny. Like, they they like fight each other a little bit, and they like th- th- theirs is a little bit of a comedy. But right. like the two girls, you learn about both girls. Yeah. You learn about her being one being a North Korean, the other one having a dad that abused her. Yeah. And you learn like by the end, she's like she risks she basically sacrifices herself because she cares she sees the other girl has more to live for which is like holy shit right wow then you have like sang Wu and the and the and, and the and indian a, guy and ali. pakistani guy yeah. ali yeah and like up to this point you're like although you did get one clue that sang Wu was not as cool as it, it seems because he knew how to play that game and with, he, the, yeah, with the, the cookies the honeycomb and he didn't tell honeycomb, and he didn't tell anybody yeah. yeah he saw that gian picked the umbrella and was like he was oh. about to tell him ah and then he's like never mind but but anyways you so you like up to this point, Ali and Sangwoo have like been best buds. Yep. And then Sangwoo is about to lose, and Sangwoo is just this most all of a sudden becomes a diabolical person and just tricks him. And then the old man and like Gihan, like you're feeling bad because like the old man's like losing it. Yeah. And Gihan, you know, you don't know at this point that it's gonna fucking flip the other way, but Gihan's like kind of taking advantage of him. Yeah. Or is you know, he letting like, him win? I was like, is he letting him win? Or he's no, well, he's taking him. Yeah. He takes advantage of him. But yeah. then you learn that all that oil Nam knew that he was taking advantage. Of. Yeah. He was just fucking around with him yeah. and he still lets him go through. And you're like, Oh man, this is so fucked up. Cause like the, the guy like reveals that you've just been a dick to him the entire time. But he's like, we're family. We're Gunumbu. So yeah. Yeah, you're going to go through. This is my house. Like, like, oh yours. my God. And then you notice off screen death. A lot of people caught that as a death. clue. You don't actually see him. Yeah. That's at that point in the thing. I was like, Oh, he's not. Dead. I didn't see this twist coming of the old man. Anyways. So I have a, I have a quick thing. I recapped for, so whatever reason that the episode prior in this one, I read a recap online just to like digest yeah. everything. And the fucking recap I read online, I didn't see at the top that they said they were going to spoil everything for oh, the entire show. Oh, I don't know why you would have a recap for episode seven and spoil everything, but oh, this one no. did. Oh no, I missed that. I missed that recap, and I literally am reading the first paragraph, and they spoil for me the twist that of the old man. Oil Nam shows up oh, at the end. I'm no. like, I literally read it. And I sh- I shut off my phone. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> oh, fuck. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that last episode that was bad for me. Is crazy, and uh, I was like, "What did I just watch? What just happened?" Okay, what other game? Uh, Rugs, what was your favorite game? Uh, Tug of War was fine. Like, I thought it was funny. The re- and this is gonna be a dumb reason why I thought it was funny, but like, it, they didn't do the thing like um, American shows would do, where like they would try to be politically correct. They're just like, we don't want any girls on yeah, our team. They're like, no, you're not going to be strong <laughs> enough. Get out. We don't want any weak people <laughs> on our team. And I'm like, that's what you would do if you were trying to stay alive. You wouldn't try and like, you know, whatever. You would mince words. And I was like, oh, they went there. That's pretty crazy like that they did that. But like, I thought, I thought that made me chuckle a little bit. I love that the old man had a strategy to tug of war. Like, I've never heard of a st- like that strategy for tug cool. of war. It's kind of brilliant. It makes sense in retrospect because he's what he's the creator of the thing. And he was at the end. Well, and he well, he's seen so many iterations of this game play uh, out. Yeah, and so he, he would yeah. know. You know, someone would have had to figure out. Okay, we have a weaker team. This how are we going to do, do this? It. 
Yeah. And he figured, you know, obviously he's been watching it. And it, but it, it works for a second, but then it doesn't work. And then Sang Woo is the crazy man going, everybody run forward. And uh, that gets him and drops him. And if you back. look back in that one, He's not locked in to the oh, chains like everybody else sure? is. I thought he was chained to the... He was at the very end of their team, I know. I thought he was chained. No, he wasn't at the end. Oh, he wasn't at the end. He was in the middle? The, uh, the Urdu guy was at the oh, end. Oh, Ali was at the he's end? He's the strongest guy. I could have swore I saw that he was chained. I was like, he's fucking chained in. I don't know. But if you take him at his word at the end, he was... he. He played the game. He was willing to die. Yeah, I think so. I think he was yeah. because he was like, you know, he has the tumor in his head. Yeah. And he's like, I wasn't feeling anything anymore. Yeah. So, like, I think the thrill of potentially dying in his own game was, like, fun for him. But he strategically gets his out at Marbles, which, because uh, right. he wouldn't have made the next game, which was Glass Stepping Stones, which I also thought that was a fucking great episode. Great game. Oh, that, that was a fucking harrowing game. I mean. And, and they're yeah. so cruel. They turn off the lights on the I guy know, that can so see the, the glass. I was like, how would you figure it out? And the fucking guy's like, I could see tempered glass. And then the front man's like, nope click i have one comment though on that episode yeah. and it's probably the only thing i didn't like about the show okay the american actors are terrible the VI- i think but so here's <laughs> the thing terrible here's the terrible. thing no i agree the american vips are there they, they picked five guys that could speak english in south korea and they're like good enough they're cut you the know show. they're exaggerated they're like but on one hand this is kind of like what korea thinks of americans if you think I, about I, american I shows that. We do that shit all the time with minorities in American shows and movies. It's the same thing going the other way. I did think of that. I thought maybe this is their play on how they think Americans are. He says one of them, he wanted to look like Donald Trump. He was inspired by Donald Trump for the <laughs> VIPs. Like he says that in an interview, the creator. And I will I will say that this is probably how most people that speak other languages view when Americans are cast in roles where they have to speak another language and then they're butchering the language yeah. and like... You could understand it, and you know, like he's saying that with the worst accent. He doesn't. He's not at all from China or right, Japan or right. you know Mexico or whatever. So I get that. It was just they were noticeably bad. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I think that was kind of the point of point of it. And the sixty nine. <laughs> fucking my the, favorite number is going to be then ninety six. <laughs> the fat guy who like pulls the cop aside. That was if a great. You scene. can make me satisfy me in five minutes. I'll change your life. <laughs> <laughs> Just characters. But Glass Stepping Stones where that was a harrowing episode. Sang Woo becomes a cold blooded killer. However, in his oh, defense that guy. In his defense, if he didn't do that, they would have all been dead. Somebody had to fucking do that. This is the thing, like, would I have been able to do this? You and you wanna be uh, like G Hun got was lucky he was last, because you wanna be last you wanna in be that last, game. Because yeah. all the shit well, is I, I even liked the uh, criminal like being like, fuck it. I'm not moving. Yeah. All are dying with yeah. me or like, get ahead of me. Yeah. I'm not. I like that. Like that was totally in line with that guy's. He's like, he's not going to fucking kill himself. No. He's not going to risk he, his life. For all these just people. sit there and have everyone die. Yeah. yeah. If you want it, get ahead of me. And, and then, then the girl kills yeah, him. Me and Neo, when she grabs him and leans back, kind of like in tug of war, she's like, I feel so powerful leaning back. She does the lean back. All of everyone's death. Also, if you notice foreshadowed in the second episode, did you guys catch this little Easter egg? No. So the gangster in the second episode jumps off the bridge to escape the other gangsters. That's how he dies. Uh, The girl, the North Korean defector, threatens that guy, threatens to cut his neck with a knife, and she dies with a knife slashed through her neck. Sang Woo, at one point, he's in the bathtub about to kill himself, and he fucking kills himself in the last game, in the squid game. Ali even... 
uh, stole. Remember, he he bumped into his uh, the, one of his coworkers and stole that guy's mm. money with the blood and ran off. Mm. Kind of the same oh, thing yeah, happens yeah, yeah. to him as he goes out. All of the shit was fucking foreshadowed in that episode. I just thought it was crazy. And then the, there was Honeycomb, which must be like a very Korean game because I've never heard of this never game. Never heard of that game. No. Uh, and that was kind of eh, it was whatever. Licking the thing to get free was that was kind of funny. Uh, that 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 was the key. I mean, that was a hero. Like that was crazy too. When the guy has the umbrella. I'm yeah. like, how the fuck yeah. is he gonna cut that out? Yeah, that's a heart shape too. And but I thought it was clever where she's she had the lighter and she's heating it up so it's melting and cutting down a little bit. And then she gives the gangster the lighter. And then you get the fucking Squid Game, which is just like a brutal. It's like a brutal. I, can't, I still can't wrap my head around how to fucking skate Squid Game. I, 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 I didn't get it from, either. From what I understand is one person has to run across to the other side, and usually there's more than one person, and they got to sit in those side wings, or you have to go from the side wing to the other side wing, and then come back around and go through. I don't know. You, yeah, you explained that really well. Yeah, I don't know how you. I don't that. know why it's called this. <laughs> doesn't look like a squid it's either. Like a I guess constructed kind of squid shape, abstracty. I don't know. Like the squid game should be the you fire some ink game. at someone's face so, and then you. How many of those games would you guys have survived in? I don't know if I'd make it past red light, green light with, like you said, Anthony, my momentum. I just fall <laughs> forward the minute her head turns around. I mean, I think I would immediately panic and run the other way. I right. probably got shot. Like there's blood. You Like the guy next to you just getting shot and his blood spurted on you. you I've got move. nerves of steel, so I would make it to the end probably. <laughs> No, I'd probably die immediately. <laughs> All these games, I'd be like, fuck, I would have died in any of these fucking games. Uh, let's talk about the twists this show gave us. Uh, I kind of liked the one weird side plot of the organ harvesting in the beginning of the show. Because this is something that does happen in Korea and North Korea. People in China can get organs in like three hours. Very, very um, like hostile vibes there. Have you seen the oh, movie Hostel? Yes, the movie yeah. Hostel. Yes. So they pick certain guys who die if they're not dead and they're selling their organs. And eventually he gets busted by the front man. And I love the line where he's like, look, eat them, sell them. I don't care. But the games need to be fair. And then they're all fucking hanging in the middle as a, the doctor gets hung. Yeah. I mean, and like, it was just an interesting, like, they, they have the doctor there and they're like, they're playing this gambit where they're giving him the what the games are right so he can stay alive so he can keep like you know doing this thing for them and it's just like everyone's playing this like they're right walking this tightrope and i i I did like that like the cop just you know gets in but he happens to get the role of one of the guys that's in this scheme within the game he's like that's convenient that's true stuck and it's like the tension there where he's like playing up that he knows what's going on but then he's asking stupid questions they're like you were here you were here he's like oh fuck but he plays it off great i loved all the cop shit i right away when he snuck into the front man's office and he hung the phone the wrong way with the cord because i noticed the cord was going the other way and i was like who puts the phone down like that and when he picked it up and put it down i was like oh that dude's gonna notice that and sure enough he did he goes somebody was in here i love those little details the um the actual in the uh, dormitory, the actual images of the games are on the All walls. All the games were mm. on the, the whole wall, time. The whole time, yes. Oh, shit. That was oh, yeah, wild yeah. when eventually, if they had just moved, they would have known what order, but at least they would have known kind of what they were, what was coming up. They just moved the bunk beds away from the wall. Uh, that was a great fucking Easter egg. Uh, what'd you think about the front man and that reveal that it is the cop's brother who he was looking for the whole time? 
I felt like the next season, maybe we'll get more into the front man. He was very mysterious. I want to know how he, I, I want to know if he was a winner of this game. It was so weird because this is what I confused that guy who was played the cop with another guy at the beginning of the movie the salesman, maybe beginning of the series. No, there was a guy who had like stripes shaved into the side of his head. Oh, and he died during red light, green light. Oh. Yes. And I thought it was that was his brother. It looked I'm similar. I, I thought that was his brother oh, as well. I didn't know. I that. thought his brother was the one of the first guys that one of the cocky guys that died right in the oh, beginning. Oh, okay. So and then that reveal was like, oh, maybe there was a red herring. Like that's they did that on purpose. They got a guy who had a similar haircut or something, similar build. And so you would think that they were brothers, but I don't know. For some reason I got that vibe. The only thing I didn't like about that, I, I didn't mind that he was his brother. Um, but I'm with you, Ruggs. I, I agree. I thought it was someone else. <laughs> is that actor took me out of it a little bit. Really? Because that actor has been in big movies. He is a big star, apparently. Yes. He he's, was in G.I. Joe. He was Storm Shadow in the G.I. Oh, Joe movies. Oh, shit. I didn't recognize him. Oh. He was the T-1000 in Terminator Genesis. He's been in a lot of American films. So it was like, oh, like, because everyone else I didn't know. I didn't know. And then him. I recognized yeah. his face. I'm like, oh, he's someone. I've seen him in American movies. Oh, shit. So it took me out of it just for a little bit there. Imagine it was like Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who played the salesman, the recruiter guy, it was also in Train to or Bu- Chuck Norris. Train to Busan. Oh my god, Chuck Norris would be great. Or Shia LaBeouf. Well, I didn't. The, <laughs> I didn't get the reveal because I was just like, "Oh, who's this guy?" Until I he says it's his name. I was like, "Oh shit, it's his brother." Well, his brother, if you remember, won one of the. Squidies. So this is what I want to know more about the front man. This guy won and decided how did he get in charge of the whole operations? Clearly, the cop is not dead. You see him; he gets shot in the shoulder. You see him fall into the water. I think yeah. he's coming back. I'd love to know more about the front man and the story about how he ended up running these games. So he must have won the game. He must have been in the game. He must have won it. Yeah. And then he just must have been like a super enthusiast about it. Like he believed in it. So let's jump to, I think that mirrors kind of the very end of the series where after Gion wins, he goes back and he's kind of miserable and he, but he's helping out. He's giving out money. And then he turns into an anime character and cuts his hair, dyes it red. And he's about he didn't to get the red thing. That must be a Korean. I, thing. Listen, I think I can explain. <laughs> I think I can explain. This is my theory. So he's headed on the, on the plane to go visit his daughter in the U S when, uh, the game calls him again. They're watching. No, he no, calls no. him. He calls the game. No, 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 no. You're screwing it up. He sees someone in the subway oh, right. playing the game, yes. and he stops that person from. He takes that guy's card. That's and right. Don't do it. He's like, do not. And do then this. he calls the card. And they're watching him because they're like, just get on the plane and go, bro. And then he goes, no, you, you, you. What makes you think you guys have the right to do this? And he turns around and heads back. This is what I think he's going to do. I think the red hair is to signify that he's going to try to infiltrate as a worker. And take down the games from the inside, or maybe why is take the red over? Because oh, the, red the red is the the color of the workers. Pink, I'd go pink. With pink. Well, the bright pink, but well, listen, I think that it, maybe he's going to be part of the game. Yeah, I think uh, as a worker, as one of the guards. Well, like just like just like the the front man was a guy that won the game right. and decided to kind of, you know, that that lifestyle is whatever being in that environment like he's a gambler he likes to so he probably wants to be in on it too you know what i thought with that old man when he was talking to the old man i thought we were going to have a willy wonka situation where he was like i'm giving it yeah. to you i've, You're I've been looking for someone to take over the game and you are the perfect person because you cared about me in this moment and you were the only guy that loved me and 
you should believe in this mission too. And I thought he was literally going to bequeath the game to him. And then that the game, it would have ended with him like running the game. That I, yeah, I mean, I think one of these people is going to end up writing the game. That was also great where he actually, he plays another bet. He bets on another person's life while he's in there dying yeah. in the hospital. He's like, if anybody goes and helps that guy then, but so the other twist but then, is but then like the humanity wins, right? Like the, the guy does, he loses the bet. Yeah, because somebody did help him. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you saw that happen. You saw someone help him. So the reveal being the old man says he was in charge of this the whole time, and he just did it because he was bored. He's done everything else. He wanted to You figured that out? The old man what, was in he, charge of the whole thing? I'm sure you did. Well, I this, these are the things that the fact that he was number one was like an early, like, like, oh, that's a signal. Like, that means something that he's the first. And he's the only you know? old man there. And then when he started running through the thing without any abandon, I'm like, either he is fucking crazy or he's not going to die. This guy's not, this guy's going to make it to the end. That's my, they didn't know what his, what his ties were, but he's making it to the end. But then when they, when they shot him off screen, I'm like, there's some, he's, he's in on this. He's, Mm -hmm. I don't know if he runs it, but he's in on this. Other clues you would have found is when the cop finds the records and pulls out the one from that year for the list of players. It starts with player two. There's no player one. Also, I think when the old man gave him, gave Ji-Yun his jacket, is it was him signifying to the game that this guy is winning. He's like protected. Also, if you notice, when the fight broke out, when he started screaming, everyone stop, is when the front man mm, right. sent all the people in to stop the fight. Uh, so there was clues to his identity oh, the whole time. Another, there was another thing that also it was like, he kept on talking about that maze being his yes, hometown. Yes, and it was his hometown. It was yeah. based after his his where he grew up. It did, was absolutely. Did we like the twist? I yeah, I think it was. Uh, it got me. It got me when I saw him there. I was like, oh shit, he's not dead. I think it adds something more to mm-hmm. it. I think that it would be great if there was more. Because like one of the great things about like an M Night Shyamalan twist is like there's so many things times where you could have caught it and you missed it. Mm-hmm. And they only had like maybe one or two moments of like him being the leader, mm-hmm. like in the owl mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, he, you was, see, oh, he was there. In the there was owl one. Mask. There was one yeah. where he puts the mask down. You see his old ass hands. Yep, yep. And you know, like that, you could have made a, the connection there. I would have liked maybe a couple more of those to like really be like, oh, they fucking. I missed I think it there all was those times. Plenty of clues to the old man. I mean, if you go back and watch it again, you'll probably pick up more. Here's a, yeah. here's another theory. If you notice the recruiter guy, the salesman, uh, everyone picks the blue tile that we've been seeing. A theory is if you pick the red tile, then they recruit you as a worker oh. in the Squid Game. Now, here's some more crazy theories. People think the 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 rec- the recruitment salesman guy is the old man's son. Another theory that Ji Yun is the old man's son. Uh, so no, a lot of, no, yeah, no. I, I don't know if that one, but I, maybe the recruitment guy is going to take over because his, that was his son and his father died and now he's in charge. I don't know. So I think the second season, so it's, it's clear to me, it looks like they're going to make a second season, right? Like, has it been great? Oh, this know? is a franchise. Yeah, look, it's a franchise. So now. In, so I think this one is obviously Gihan trying to take down the squid game, but I think a lot of it will also be like flashbacks of like how long this has been happening and. The front man and Oil Nam. Maybe you'll get like a young version of Oil Nam. Oh, yeah, that'll be cool. Like maybe they'll do like flashbacks to like the first Squid Game and now this. And like now they change the games. Will there be new games? I think there are because I think the VIPs coming in, it's clear the VIPs coming in, like they're like 
go guess the game. Which game is it going to be? Is it which? What, you know, like I've, everything. Every year, it's different games. Right? They didn't know. Oh, and they talk. He talks about at one point how there's other games. Right. He's like, oh, the game in Korea was amazing or something. So this is not the only Squid Game going on. Oh yeah, uh, around other, the world. other yeah, other places are doing. Yeah. This. I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely something they can build on. It's, but it's also like I, I even though I, I would definitely watch a second season. If they would end the first season just like that, I'd be like, cool, good. Fuck, for, I want to that, That's I all. That, I'd be like that. That's that's all we need. I I just so badly want to know what G and his plan is. He's going back in. By the way, the the numbers also come up. You know, four, five, six. The um, winning amount was forty five point six million won, which is about thirty eight million dollars. So it's a lot of money mm. to win. And I love uh, again great touches where Sang Woo is the one who's like in the second episode. He's like, oh, there's a clause. We can vote to leave. And then the the guys are like, all right, before we vote, let's dangle a big ball of money in front of you guys. Here's what you're going to win. And I was like, fuck, now what do you do? And there's just this money sitting there staring at you the whole time. Fuck, why do you think this got so huge? Is it that universal in nature that everyone can see themselves in it? I, I think, well, number one, it's just the way it was constructed. It like it built, kept building and. Some of the episodes had like you had to watch the next episode, like especially this tug of war. That one, one ended with an amazing cliffhanger, but you knew they weren't going to die because all of the main characters were on one team. Well, but you don't know, I guess. <laughs> maybe like the first episode, all bets are off. Yeah, you don't know what, yeah. who the fuck's yep. going to die. And then um, I just think that it visually was interesting. There was some air of mystery to it. It wasn't just a game. They, it was just done in a, such a, a, a very kind of colorful, inventive package yeah. that, uh, it, yeah, I think people just fucking grabbed onto it. It has everything. It has everything you want. Mystery, great characters. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious, like, if we twists. told, like, what made people watch it. I mean, I can just give you my theory. I don't even know if it's correct, but I think, I think it kind of helped that it was, like, this non-american thing so there was a lot of like intrigue around it like yeah oh it's like from another country like ooh, like what what and it's like very high qu- uh, quality production yeah. um but i think for me it was like yes i enjoy the characters but i think like for a lot of people it's just like the plot like how are they going to get out of this who's going to win the game like you kind of like get invested like yeah in like which character you want to win the game and stuff so and hunger games was was a big thing too and i that, that caught on pretty quickly and this is kind of like that from what I understand. Yeah. Survival genre. And the fact that there are games that everyone has played one of these games as a kid. I mean, I think you could pretty much bet on that. I also think that it's one of those things that come out that is, it doesn't seem like it's engineered by a bunch of suits. Yeah. Like it didn't have that stench of like fucking corporatism to like, we need to check off all these boxes that you know you would check off in in an American production. Yeah, it's it was one just like, vision, clearly. Yeah, so I was just like, cool. Like, it's not corporate. Doesn't seem like the corporate filmmaking or cor- corporate showmaking. It seems like more like a vision, and uh, you can see that from the get go that it is that. And I mean, you got to credit Netflix for that. They they don't you know they let you do what you want. They're like, here's the money to make us a good show. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the benefits of of Netflix, right? Is like their their brand is is anything, right? Yeah. Like they don't care. Yeah. Like they're not Disney. They're not. Uh, they don't have like the the 
even like an HBO where it's like this, we had to be this, this thing. It's like, we can invest in international things. We can do anime. We can do cartoons. We can do dramas. We can do anything. Like it doesn't, whatever gets subscribers. Yeah. There is no, the brand is everything. So they can, you can get away with things on Netflix. Uh, also the OL nom means first man loosely translated. Also, oh. it's interesting. And the phone numbers on those cards apparently are real numbers in Korea. And the people at the end of those <laughs> numbers are pissed because people keep calling them going, I want to play the games. And they're like, <laughs> fucking stop calling me. So that's kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, the devil, the show definitely caught my imagination and, and was like, I, I, I literally had to like by the end. I was like, I gotta watch that because I was I was thinking about it. Like yeah. it was one of those things. It's it is. It sticks with you, and I and I tried to space it out because like it makes you want to think about each episode. But then by the end, I was like, fuck, I gotta get, I gotta see what. The Were any going of on. you just straight communists and watch it dubbed? I I did watch it dubbed. I watched it dubbed. I watched it. I will admit, it, the dubbing isn't bad. It, that's oh how it started. It, I turned it on and it would just started dubbed, and I was like. Rugs, oh, did you watch bad. it dubbed? That's not bad. I watched half of it subbed and half of it Whoa. dubbed. The dubbing it was pretty good. It was oh, not. I, it was I, actually very good. I can't stand dubbed dub stuff. I'm I mean, telling you, it was good. other than like as a joke when I was watching Godzilla movies as a kid and yeah. I couldn't read, but like, I, oh my god, the lips moving in a different way than what's being oh, said. Oh, that doesn't me. bother me. And but if the dubbing was bad, I would have absolutely turned it off. But I would start. I'm like, this is actually pretty good dubbing. Wow. It kind of matches up, and it didn't. It didn't bother me at all. And I got into it. So I thought they did a good job with that. I was watching it subtitled in the first few episodes to kind of get the characters. Yeah. And I'm like, let me try the dubbed. And if I can, if I can handle the dubbed, I'll get through it quicker. Mm. Because I won't fall asleep while watching it. Because that's what happens uh, when I watch subtitles now. Like I just <laughs> reading it makes words, me just it just make makes me, me go to sleep. Like reading it just puts me to sleep. Rug ol il nam. Rug ol il nam. Rug, rug il nam. Just seventy five years old because with a tumor other, in his otherwise head. I have to watch it during the daytime so I don't fall asleep or or if I'm doing like an activity or something like I'm working out or something I think another clue is the old man voted to end the games and to because at that point I was like he has a tumor he's got nothing to lose he's going to vote to keep going and he doesn't but he, uh, it's a smart move cuz now he has the people who act, I think he felt bad that people didn't know they were going to die and the people returning actually wanted to be there well, he knew and, that the game they they were going to continue the game he just oh. wanted to see, like he knew it was going to come back. Yeah, like they give the, they always give the people the option to come back, and then he just was like, "I really want to see now who's in it, in it for real." Like the people that are in it, yeah, are ready to kill. Like they're yeah, like it's it's yes. it becomes much more of an intense game. Yeah, does Gun Gun gets away without killing anyone though? Doesn't he? Did he kill he does, people? He does not kill anybody. Other than I mean, I guess if you you could call tug of war, he killed. Well, part of in, yeah, inadvertently. Right. But, or yeah. he thinks he killed the old guy, but he didn't. Right, inadvertently. But not like actually with his hand. Like everybody no, else seemed to be he, killing people. He was going to kill Sang Woo, but then yes. the girl stops and was like, that's not you. You know what? Brilliant writing right there. Because I, the same thought in my head when he put the knife out and he was going to Sang Woo, I was like, in my head, I'm like, bro, that's not you. That's not your character. The minute I thought that, she fucking said those words. I was like, wow, this show is great. But you, you know, like, even though he's like clearly one of uh, like a good person. Like he still is like I still like the layer like I I really enjoyed that like in the seventh episode that like he lies to the old man yeah, like, he's like yeah. okay I'm even even if I like feel bad about it like it's my life like I even 
I'm still not going to play this game fairly. Like I still want to let live. Yeah. Like, okay. You have like the guys like guesses evens. He's like, Oh, I, I, what did I guess again? Then he's yeah, like, and he gives oh, him the out. Yeah. Odds, you guessed the wrong, you guessed Well, wrong. listen, that's the fucking craziest thing about this is when it comes down to it, it is survival. Yeah. And we'll talk about Battle Royale later because I watched that too, but it's like, you have to kill or be killed. What are you going to do in this position? Oh, oh, I mean, I'm not saying I, I wouldn't do it. I don't know what I would do. I, exactly. Exactly. It really... I think he thought about it and he was just like, this is an old man with a brain tumor. Like, I I still have life to live. Like, you know, he could rationalize that. Yeah, you you could rationalize. He's like, well, this guy, even if he gets out of here with the money, he's not going to be able to do anything. Yeah, what good is it? Somebody else should get it. And yeah, I'll just take advantage of him. And yeah. But then even like you go to like Sang Woo and he's like, we've done, we've made it this far. And like now you guys want to end the game. Like all these guys all died for nothing. Yeah. Which is, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you're killing people and you're, like, you're, you're kind of like framing it in a way, but he's still rationalizing. Like, he's yes. rationalizing. Yes. Like he's not, I mean, I think he is like a shitty character, a shitty guy, but then he's like, he's also like, he's trying to like get out of debt. Like, do you he, think he redeemed himself with the sacrifice where he kills himself at the end to make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I actually wish he didn't kill himself, but then who's going to win? Then they're both going to die. Yeah, or would I, they split the money? No, no it's always they both died. Yeah. No, well, no. What happened was Sang Woo was going to end the game, or Gihan was going to end oh, the game. Oh, they were right going to vote to end the game. Well, he again. was going to be like, That's "You're right. incapacitated, so I'm going to vote, and I'm going to vote end the game." But Gian's like, "No, you should take them." Or Sang Woo's like, "You, you should." Take no, he just money. like apologizes for all the shit he's done, and then kills himself, and then by default, he, he never uses the money because he didn't want it to begin with. At that, he point. doesn't and use the, it at all. Doesn't Sang Woo tell him to like take care of his mother too, and then then he kind of kills himself. I forget if he says that. Because he, at the end, he takes the kid that was Say Byuk's brother and right. puts him with Sang Woo's mother. Right. And then it's so sad that his mom is fucking, she died while he was away and he didn't know. Yeah. That was a little, and he gives a, And he gives her the money. Or he gives her some of the money. Yes. Yeah, so I'm sure he still has some, but he gives her a lot of money. But they must still have more. I wonder what he, uh, what he did for that year and after not used any of the money. I, yeah, I don't know. He had like he, you know, his hair got long and he wasn't shaving and he would just looked like he was depressed and drinking yeah. <laughs> for a year. I liked I, I that bank scene. I was like, oh, they're they're calling him because they're like, is there something wrong? You're not using the money, right? This money's been sitting there for this <laughs> long. You sure you don't want to use the money? Yeah. All right. I mean, I think that's you want to let's rate this, and I think we're good. It's a fucking great show. I'm gonna just start. I'll give this a fucking ten. Whoa, oh, shit. Might, might as well. It's, it's something that surprised me that I love, that I love every aesthetic. They got so many things right. Uh, and I want to see a season two. Anthony, what would you give it? 9.5. Okay. My only criticism is the American actors. <laughs> you know what that reminded me of? Rugs, you'll get this. When they had in uh, Shin Godzilla, the American Japanese person. Oh, my like, God. She was speaking English, and it was like, you're clearly, we're not, you, you just learned English. So bad. It's so bad. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Rugs, what'd you give it? Well, you know what? Like for it uh, I'm I'm struggling with this because it does borrow a lot from other things and it is derivative of other things. And so that I can't really give it like a hundred percent of 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 the points. So I'm gonna give it like a nine. Mm-hmm. And uh I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Um and uh, I just thought it was beautifully art directed. And I think that it was shot well. And visually, it, it just has staying power. Like, 
the fact the, the whole thing with the PlayStation mask yeah, and the, I love the PlayStation and the mask. crazy sets with the giant robot thing. There's so many visual things that are it's just robust and robustly visually pleasing. And even the way that they did the games, you know, were great. So yeah, I enjoyed it from a visual standpoint a lot more than originality standpoint but like i th- think it was a really good show and I, I would like to see what happens next it doesn't need a season like anthony said it doesn't need another season it pretty much did told you everything you need to know but i do think they have a franchise on their hands i mean i also think it has amazing rewatch value like just like a like a movie like fight club the minute you find the reveal you're like oh shit i gotta watch this in the beginning to catch all the clues like i'm gonna watch it again i think you get more out of it with the if you watched viewings. it dubbed I would go back and watch the emotional scenes with the subs oh, on that. Yeah, I did that uh, quite a few times when I was watching the dubbed yeah. ones. And I was like, I got to see what the original yeah. Uh, yeah. language hear their voice. The, the hearing their voice really yeah. makes it. And for what it's worth, when I have it subtitled, it makes me actually pay attention more. Yeah, they're all so great actors, though. Like uh, the whole the cast, solid cast. Well, you know, you know, something like it has like captured the you'll see during halloween everyone's gonna oh, be dressed as these either characters. as the, the guards or the players like they're either. both easy right. costumes either, very yeah. easy costumes like i said i think last week uh vans went up 7800 percent white van yeah, sales i didn't even know that they were wearing white they were vans. wearing white vans and that tracks so that, easy that to sales for white vans yes, everybody wants white vans i even think some of the other numbers are like clues uh, you know other than one and 456 you know what but, too is uh, even the mute like that little Oh yeah, it's creepy. That music, I mean they played it so much, but I was like it was ingrained in my head. I'm like I'm like, "Oh my god, that something's bad's going to happen." Fucking great shit, dude. Highly recommended. Check out the Squiz game if you haven't seen it even though we spoiled everything. Games. Fantastic. Okay, let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. The only podcast with fart noises. It's always two farts. Yes, it's never just one because a little bit's left. Yeah, there's always (laughs) a little bit left to just sneak out at the end. Uh, Our buddy Blake Braden, Blockade Braden. Uh, posted this on the Facebook group. Breaking news from today. Monday news from Disney. And it's delays. Lame. B- basically, all these uh, Phase 4 movies have been pushed back. Uh, Doctor Strange, that was supposed to come out March 2022, is now moved to May 2022. So, not horrible. Thor Love and Thunder is now July 8th, 2022. Black Panther... Now scheduled for November 11th, 2022. Marvel's February 17th, 2023. Ant-Man and the Wasp pushed to July 28th, 2023. They also removed two untitled Marvel movies in 2023. um, And one's been rescheduled. Remember when we were like, holy shit, they're giving us four or five movies a year. Well, it's back down to three. Other crazy news, though. They pushed the Indiana Jones movie back like a whole year. Uh, oh shit. yeah that's uh well he got hurt and there's rumors that there's time travel involved in this movie this movie's good no this movie's gonna be so bad i'm sorry i don't think even though it's james mangold and harris old ass harrison ford i don't know if this movie's <laughs> gonna be any good if there's gonna be time travel the, the only thing i'm concerned about with those uh 
pushbacks is I yeah. noticed that what they took those untitled movies and I yes. think one of them was supposed to be Blade. Oh yeah. I'm hoping yeah. that it's just Blade is just being pushed back and not they're not going, you know what, we're not mm. doing Blade. Yeah, that one got pushed and two were removed. So I mean, I think this is part of uh, the the TV shows are still on schedule. So I don't know why they did this. Maybe yeah, they need more time. Was it the strike? You think? So that's, yeah, that's the other thing thought. that maybe they were preparing for the strike. Uh, if the listener is not aware, I, I we've all been kind of following the story. IATSE, which is a union in Hollywood of production. I thought it was a game with dice. No, that's IATSE. IATSE oh, okay. is a union consisting of sixty thousand members work in Hollywood across the country and these are all your production guys, your camera guys, your visual effects guys, your griffs, your, your gaffers, the guys who get things done. The best boys. The best boys, the best girls. They <laughs> want better working conditions. They had voted to go on a strike uh, today if the their uh, requests weren't met. Well, they came to an agreement and the strike has been averted for now. Well, I think that the reason that they have to push stuff back is because with this new deal, they get less shooting Production time. Production will take longer because so they're gonna yes. adu- like it will it will definitely affect shooting schedules. Listen, Pilates part of this. We've been talking to him. I'm behind absolutely the the IATSE because they have crazy crazy days. Like you're just expected to work 12, 15 hours and have very little turnaround time and give your all. Uh, and not make a lot of money to get these movies made while the fucking producers and the talent get all the money. But a lot of actors are behind them. It's good for them. They definitely they need better working conditions because it is dangerous. It becomes dangerous when you're so tired. You're working 16 hour days. Uh, you can't mm. even drive home without you know something happening. So it's not. Yeah, light. it's rough. So I don't know if they were anticipating something with this pushback or it's just partly still COVID. We're gonna have to wait a little bit longer. I don't know. It's all right. Whatever. Well, when we're talking about pushing things back, you ever push your balls back into your butthole? Oh, oh, you mean like <laughs> Buffalo Bill and Silence of the Lambs? Or the tuck? Is that what you're talking about? For some reason, whenever you're pushing back repeated many so that's, times, that's, for that's some, the, that visual that's came the to tuck. my head. I, that's the I, think of what, I think of that. <laughs> I don't think of that as often. I think of in training day when uh, the Hispanic gangster is saying to Ethan Hawke, you ever get your shit pushed in? <laughs> I've had my shit pushed in. That's a great scene. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the same wavelength, Andy. <laughs> this is really fucking wrong, but on the same you wavelength. Your, you ever push your balls back into your asshole, listener? Yeah. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Uh, and then the other uh, news from the Facebook group, uh, Daryl K posted the article about why the last man on Hulu that hasn't oh, wow. even finished its first season has been canceled mm. at Fox on Hulu. Lame. Wow. I was digging this show. I really like it. Really? Yeah, I like the show. I mean, all the boobies I talked about last week didn't help save there the show. There was a lot of boobs. You saw the boobies, that, right? I told you. I did. I saw the boobs. You saw. told me there were boobs. I, I went and watched listen, it Listen, I think it's a such an interesting concept. I love Agent 355. I love... Yorick is the worst character on the show. Yeah, he sucks. Unfortunately, the lead guy but, who's why the last man is an asshole and he's not likable. Yeah, it's like they got a guy who's like... Uh, maybe th- this is definitely by design. The, like the last man on earth is like this beta who like has a lisp. And, like, <laughs> he's, a, he's an escape artist. That was his job. And he's an escape he's an artist. Escape and he's just artist. like useless. such a mushy dude. Fucking like useless. he's not like, yeah, he's not even like, I, I, I would rather have three, five, five at my Yo, side than this guy. It's fucking dope. She's such a great like, character all day. Yeah. 
Right. This guy's such a mush. Right, so it's sad. I'm still going to watch. Diane Lane is great. They are hoping they can shop this around. Maybe somebody else. Maybe Netflix. Fucking Netflix. Pick it up. I don't know. You put everything else on. But the irony is they've been trying to make this show for like eight years. Like such a. L- it would have been really edgy. Yeah. If it was on earlier. But now it's kind oh, of like it's one of these things. It's like, why aren't people watching this? This should be like the best. Everybody wants to get rid of men, you know, like men right. are bad. This is right up everyone's this is alley the show right for now. you. No like, why isn't nobody watching this? It does remind me a lot of like a Walking Dead. It's kind of the same apocalyptic feel. Only there's no yeah. zombies. And everyone else is. But I, it's I'm gonna watch the last three episodes, I guess, and maybe it gets picked up. Too bad, because people have been talking about this show for fucking years, and it gets one and done and fucking canceled. Great. I th- do you think Hulu is the problem? I they, they clearly must have seen like. Nobody's watching because, this, and we're just gonna kill it. I don't know because they they, they had like a a hit, didn't they? With the with the girls that with the uh, yes with the napkins on yes. their heads. What's uh, that show called? The, the Handmaidens or something? Tale. Yeah, the Wu Tang show is still on. They got you know only murders in the building, and they got they got a lot of good hits shows that are just as good so as just, this show. So this one, so this one's just nobody's watching it. Well, yeah, I don't know. I was, nobody's I was, downloading it. I, I don't know. It's weird that they canceled it just like, no, oh, we're done. It's got a monkey. I know. It's got a little capuchin <laughs> monkey named Ampersand. It's not a real monkey. <laughs> but uh, enjoy the first season. I mean, again, also like uh, Lovecraft Country ended after one season. I thought also that was a shame. Should have gotten a second mm. season. So anyways. It's got a monkey in boots. Oh, it only it's got a monkey one season. Boots. Yeah. And then it got canceled. Wow, I was going to watch that. Emmys and HBO canceled it. It makes no sense. I was going to watch. I I watched one episode of that, and I was going to continue to watch it. But See, so now. both of these shows, I would say it's still worth a watch, even mm. though it's done. Like Lovecraft is amazing. I would watch that. It's a great show. A lot I, of money went. In I like the first episode. Yeah, it's wild, and it's something different. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, let's finish with some. What are we watching? I wanted to talk about Battle Royale. We've referenced this movie. It was made in 2000. Japanese movie. I also watched it this week in preparation for Squid Game. Squidward. Squidward, the Squiz Game. And Battle Royale is, it's very graphic and violent. And it's kind of a great watch because it's two hours of teenagers just fucking murdering each other. It's fucking fantastic. So it's like in the future, they have a population problem and they have like a youth problem. Yeah, the adults hate the youth and, and they yeah. enacted this battle royal act where they randomly pick 40 kids and they send them on an island. They all have a collar that has a bomb in it. They are all handed a bag of supplies and random weapons. And only one of them can live. And at the end of three days, one of them has to be left alive and they can leave. If not, everybody's heads get blown up. So you have to kill your friends. Now, the great thing is the bags they get have random weapons. Some people get like a crowbar. Some people get a GPS unit. Some people get a fucking machine gun. Some people get a Kevlar bulletproof vest. And I was like, if you get the machine gun, the game is over. You've won. (laughs) Just fucking shoot everyone. Doesn't quite work out like that. They don't give you endless bullets. No, they don't. You got to save your bullets. But it is a wild ride. It's a little, it's very exaggerated over the top of some parts. It's just great because they start the movie off with them like playing basketball and like talking about going to a dance and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden they're hurtled, they're they're like hurting into this. Like, oh, you have to all kill each other, by the way. Yeah. And And, the um, leader is like their seventh grade teacher who is running this and he's forcing everyone to kill themselves. 
Yeah, it's kind of weird. And um, these like relationships, like the uh, another thing that so they all wear these collars, and they're like, okay, listen, you have to have three days to see who lives and who dies, but you also can't fuck each other because if you try fucking around with each other, we'll blow you up. Yeah, and they can, and they can. I'm like the first thing I would do if I was on this island. Be like, oh, let's 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 all fuck. Let's fuck. I'm fucking everybody. Nothing to lose. Then your head blows. Head blows up. So like, no fucking is going on. It's very frustrating for these teenagers. Here was my thought because in the beginning they they one at a time they send everyone out into the island with the bag. Now, if you're the first person out of that room, you just have to stand there and take everybody out as they're coming out of the the room. That's what the guy with the bow and arrow was trying to do. He was. The game's over right there. Yeah. But yeah, yeah um, the good. girl who ended up getting like the the scythe. Oh yes, she was like murking people like oh, left she and right, was bloodthirsty ninja. Uh, that was also the uh, movie where Gogo Yabari from Kill Bill was discovered. Oh, she was the girl that ran in the tracksuit. Oh, okay, okay. The runner that was yeah. Gogo. Yeah, Anthony, I would check this out. It's pretty good. It's uh, it's free on Amazon from IMD TV. There's commercials in it, which is kind of annoying. It's no Squid Game. Squid Game took this and added uh, a dimension of of, of the game, mm-hmm. made it a game. This was like more like just like like whoever can last. There was like they, yeah they they had some people. There was like a group of kids that were trying and they did succeed. Oh, yeah, they were trying to hacking, hack the computer. Yeah, they hacked the computer that was that had the uh, the controls for that would explode their heads, and they were able to get that off and kind of subvert the game. And actually, this was like the first time that the game got subverted, mm-hmm. and uh, more than one person survives at the end. So, like it, it is. It, it's not just okay. The last man said there's still another element there, but uh, Squid Game took this idea, and you know that Squid Game was influenced by because it had the island. Yeah, they were also on an island. Yeah, had the idea of them being in a relationship. The fact that their teacher was the guy running the thing and also participating in it was like kind of like the old man being part of it. And then Blue Danube, which is the song that they play in the movie. And in Squid Game all the time, when whenever they have an announcement they play or mm-hmm. the, where Squid Game is about to start, they play. Dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. They were all it almost looked like they were on the exact same island that the Squid yes. Game Island was. It was in the same and, location off of South Korea. Yeah. And uh, they played the same song in that as well. So it was very it was I was like, wow, that I, really. I mean, I think if you like Squid Game, you should check out Battle Royale because it is. It's, where it's not the it's, same it's, thing. It's not though. the same, it's, but you'll enjoy that. And you'll it's see just the more random people killing each other oh, rather than this. Just, focused yeah uh you know chess game because it turns would, into kind of like a slasher movie you know it is basically yeah. a slasher movie with i like, like i thought it was good i'm glad i saw it because everybody talks about this movie i've heard about it hmm. for a well, long time it's just it's of its time yeah. it's it's campy it's cheesy it's like a b-movie slasher fucking movie. violent yeah but to have like imagine it's a movie where all these kids that look like they're in seventh or eighth grade killing each other yeah, violently. Great. <laughs> these aren't like yeah. adult kids yeah. that are like yeah. in their 18 or 19 or 20. These are like 15 year old kids killing each other. There's some twists. They got some transfer student characters in there and you learn some uh, twists about them, which are pretty good. What are they supposed to be in like ninth grade? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it, it was cool. It's good. Check it out. Lord on of the Amazon. Flies, you know, with with machine guns. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps I'll check it out. I mean, I'm I'm on the. There's so much to watch, but yeah. What have you watched? Have you watched anything? 
Well, I was doing the Squid Games, but I did yeah. want to just. I, it was a live thing. I watched Joe Coy, the oh. former Chicago Theater. And I noticed he has three Netflix specials. So nice. How was that? It was awesome. I and Joe I, Coy I, I is literally great. never. I knew who Joe Coy was because I'm Filipino, and I just yeah. knew who he was. But I literally have never watched anything Joe Coy. So it was like I went in completely blind, and it was it was really cool. Yeah, he's been around for a while. He's been around for a while. He was talking about like how he used to perform at Zanies in Schaumburg, like yeah. 12, 11 years ago. And he's been on like Comedy Central. His first Netflix special, he was talking about how um, he had to finance it on his own. Like he was, he's basically like going like kids these days. They don't know hard work. Like if if this would have happened to like one of these kids, they'd go online and go ha 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 Twitter. Go go to Netflix. Netflix is racist. And he's like fuck <laughs> that shit. I just went out and filmed it and and. Uh, created it on my own i financed everything and he's like as i was filming it netflix was like no we're really not interested and he's like i'm gonna keep doing it oh, and he talked about how like netflix at the time was like telling them like hey don't talk about your mom like your that that accent isn't like very appealing or whatever and he was like fighting that so it was like a lot of uh very interesting wow. like wow. The, the show was funny but then he was also talking about like a lot of the things he's had to overcome to get on get as big as he has he's been doing stand-up since 1989 yeah very funny. I was yeah. I was very impressed. Yeah, Joe Coy is great. Check out any of his Netflix specials. They're they're always if you watch them, fantastic. I've seen some of them. Yeah, I think I've seen one or two. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I love seen, him. I seen them when they came out. They were like yeah. way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna catch up on those. It's either though like it's that. Then I want to like also watch Chappelle and then Theo Vaughn, who I really enjoy. He's coming out with a next Netflix oh. special actually at midnight tonight, which oh. would be Tuesday morning. Um, and I like Theo Vaughn a lot, so I might. Yeah, you got to catch up on the the new Chappelle specials. Is that's yeah, that's, you know, I I don't watch as many comedy specials as I think I should. They're only an hour too. It's really not a lot. Of Did time. you know that Theo Vaughn was like on the Real World or some shit? He was he was on Road Rules way back in the day, and he <laughs> he transformed his life into a comedian. Yeah, it's crazy. He's right? a crazy man. Have you seen his comedy? I mean, I I only saw one Netflix special, and I thought it was actually pretty terrible. It was a while oh. ago. But I think I don't know. So I'll see how this Netflix special is for him. I think he's more he's better like riffing off people. Yeah, yeah. He's a podcaster, yeah. so yeah. he's okay. He goes on, on Rogan, and yeah, he does the podcast. Yeah, yeah. His like humor to me is just so like off the wall that yeah. I'm just like, you love like Theo he just. Vaughn, oh, yeah. I love. I have. I own. Yeah. A, I own a hoodie of his. I own a oh, shirt. Nice. I got. Nice. I got my mullet because of Theo Vaughn. Did you buy any Joe Coy merch? No. I did not know. No, you should have support the Filipino uh, business. Hey, he he did have a CPAP joke, and he was making jokes that he could sell. He would you could buy CPAP machines that are signed by him at his uh, stand. <laughs> we all need those. He he made, he made the joke that at night when you're snoring and you like are uh, and you have sleep apnea, your partner yeah. can see you and you think like everything's fine, but it looks like you're getting you. It looks like you're giving blowjobs to ghosts. <laughs> when you have. When you oh, have sleep apnea, because you're just yeah. mouth open. Yeah. Something is being shoved into your mouth. And, then, right and the now. ghosts are going, Oh, we can fit one in there. Let's try two. <laughs> oh, get, get over here. Third ghost, get over. Let's do three at a time. That's what happens to me. At, when, That's at what night, it looks I like get, when you have sleep apnea. You get face That's fucked what it looks by like ghosts. Whenever you see Emron, it's not the- <laughs> I'm being face fucked by multiple ghosts. You're getting face fucked by ghosts. <laughs> is that going to be in the new Ghostbusters movie? That should be a scene. <laughs> Jeez. That no uh, Ghostbusters movie, for what it's worth, is getting good reviews. Oh, I, I'm kind of excited for that. They got the Dan Aykroyd and the crew coming back. They had to redeem the whole Ghostbusters brand. Yeah. From yeah. Whatever it looks they like did. it's nostalgic and uh, and something new and exciting. I, IGN and- was saying it's like, I only I only saw the IGN review. I'm not going to watch anymore, but they were like, it's 
a good combination of like a new story, but then like a lot of like throwbacks if you're like a fan of Ghostbusters. Because this is what I wanted. It's Harold Ramis's granddaughter that's in that's kind yeah. of like leading Egon's it. granddaughter, and it's uh, directed by Jason Reitman, who's oh. Ivan Ivan Reitman's Egon, kid. Right. Yeah, Wait, yeah it, Egon. it's the real granddaughter. No, no, it, no it's the character oh, of character. E- Egon's character. Oh, Egon's but fucking Sigourney Weaver, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd's back. Finn Wolfhard. This doesn't come out till November nineteenth. I think it came out early, and people, yeah, some people have seen it. Some people have seen it. It's still a month away, but yeah, we'll review it. We'll watch it. I love the Ghostbusters. Really good, like Goonies, Ghostbusters. Oh, type I'm in. Film. I'm in. I'm in. Paul Rudd is going to be hilarious. You know, he's Paul Rudd. Nice. I I love the original Ghostbusters. The original is one of the best comedy movies. It's it's one movie. of the you know what you know what it is, Imran. Yeah, I don't wait. I, I might be. Is it one of the movies that made us? The movies that made us. <laughs> it's not on the series of oh, Netflix, it. but uh, the season, a new season of that show has come out. I watched a couple last night. This Wanted season, to cue you up. This season, they have they're doing kind of like a Halloween theme with oh, some nice. great movies. So. It's a series where they, in an hour, they give you like the backstory of these movies. They're doing the movie Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, but then Robocop, Ooh. Aliens, Whoa. Coming to America. Oh, Coming to America is one of the scariest movies ever made. Yeah, I don't know why that one's in there. And then <laughs> Nightmare Before, and then it goes Christmas, Nightmare Before Christmas, and Elf. So oh, wow. I watched the Robocop and Aliens one. Geek boner. Oh, great. Good. Fantastic. Oh, great like, man, story. Man, now you're giving me something else I should You got to watch those two. I don't really care much about the horror ones. Maybe I'll watch them. I'll watch the Coming to America and Elf, but I had to watch fucking Robocop. And I want to rewatch Robocop and Aliens after watching those two episodes. Because uh, they're just I mean, the fantastic. Original Robocop movies. is one of the best movies ever. It's fucking great, and like the you know they talked about how making that movie was a fucking nightmare really? because you had Paul Verhoeven who was crazy, the and Peter Weller did not get along with Paul Verhoeven, and that yeah. suit was a fucking nightmare. The first time they put that suit on, mm-hmm. it took them fifteen hours. They wasted the whole day literally screwing in screws on Peter Weller. And he think, couldn't think take about it like that, and now, like now you would just CGI that suit, right? Just totally. little dots on you, and then it just appears. Like think about like Iron Man now. It's like Tony Stark or uh, Robert Downey Jr. is barely like wearing anything. Yeah, but that first Iron Man, that practical suit was amazing on that. That was yeah. like as good as RoboCop. Oh, absolutely. And, I'm just saying, like the yeah. the that RoboCop suit still holds. Like you watch that film, and it's like it doesn't doesn't look like shit at all. No, it's dark and it's a great again another uh, uh, commentary on capitalism and oh, it's like such a dark movie. Oh, it's so good! I kind of want to watch it again. I'll buy that for a dollar. Yeah, and there's a read. So they explain where that why that scene happened. There's so many great backstories. Omnicorp. The suit wasn't ready, so they had to shoot everything around him, and they did the came up with. I'll I remember that seeing that as a kid, and I played the video game, and I was like, yeah. oh yeah, like I want to watch RoboCop. And then that guy gets his hand blown it's off, so and I'm like, violent. "Oh my god!" I was like, my mom was like, "You should not be watching this." So movie. this is how great the '80s were, right? You started with an R-rated, violent-ass RoboCop movie, and by the end of the decade, there was RoboCop cartoons, RoboCop toys. <laughs> the kids and the kid, the kids watching the cartoon cannot watch this fucking movie. I was playing the video game, like yes, it was video games. Literally, it was like RoboCop and. Robocop, Alien, Predator. I got burned all three times. As a kid, I was watching, I was playing like video games with those characters in it. I'm like, oh, there's a movie I want to watch, the live action movie. And I watched the live action movie and I'm like, fucking looking between my eyes like oh my god, (laughs) what am I watching? traumatized watching this movie. (laughs) Anthony's like, Scared in his room. I was fucking scared as shit. <laughs> Robocop was a Saturday morning cartoon. Does this make any sense to anyone? But it 
worked. It was I watched it. I remember watching. Dude, it. the original RoboCop got an X rating yes, for that yes. scene. Yes, oh, he yeah. had the, the first screening. He had to cut it down to R rating because it was wow. so dark and violent. But movies what a that wild made us time is, in the eighties. Yes, I love. They're all great movies. Movies that made us on Netflix, great series. That's it. Anybody else watch anything they want to recommend? Rugs probably watched the seventeen things. No, <laughs> <laughs> I watched. Um, uh, another ep- a couple of episodes of uh, Why the Last Man, and yeah. I watched um, Squid Game and uh, Battle Royale. That's what I watched this week. Well, here's what we are. Here's your assignment: uh, Dune in theaters and oh, HBO Max. I'm on that shit. Two and a half hours. It's actually coming out on HBO Max before it even hits the theaters this time. Oh. Thursday, oh, October twenty first. I watched 21st. the other, the Sopranos thing. Oh, you did watch the Many Saints of Newark. What did you think of that? It was a it was a fine gangster film. I it wasn't. I feel like that the focus wasn't enough on uh, Tony Soprano or no, it wasn't at all. It was Dicky Montesanti. Yeah. yeah, it was just it. It could have had a little bit. It could have been a little bit better, but it was fine. It was right? fine. It was like a decent episode of The Sopranos. It's a nice little added yeah. bonus, kind of like Camino. That movie El Camino was to Breaking Bad. You're like, oh, that's right. good. Eh, yeah, it was fine. Extra. But Dune, we will be reviewing next week. It is long. long There's movie. lots of dust. Long and- movie. Um, Hans Zimmer. A lot of music. Oh, a lot of great Hans Zimmer music. Great. I can't wait to experience the first half of this story, which I already know it's only half of a story. So, yeah, it's a uh, yeah. Muadib. Anyway, what? <laughs> is that a Dune reference? Nobody knows yeah. what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, that's Mohadi. it. That's it for this week, listener. Check out the show notes for all the links and everything. Share the show with your friends. That's the most important way you can help us spread this around like some chlamydia or some gonorrhea or something. Uh, Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time. Be more funny.